Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at BlueNile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, welcome to episode 208 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode is dropping on March 16th, 2016. <laughs> uh, my name is Dan Gorman. I got distracted, and my name is also Dr. Rosen Rosen. Dr. Rosenbius. <laughs> my name is Casey Lyons, and sorry I'm late, but uh, Vivian had a case of the vapors. Or at least that's what she declared. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Greg Legro, and never sneak up on a man who's been in a chemical fire. <laughs> uh, we have tons of stuff to talk about this week Two of us went and saw 10 Cloverfield Lane And we will review that later We will also uh, watch uh, somebody review S. Darko Sidarko Sidarko uh, We have tons of discussion topics in the tidbits uh, Lots of movie trailers, lots of things to talk about We will roll for our movies next week We will talk about an album later And tons of other stuff uh, but first, if you'd like to get in touch with us, please email us at info at modernsuperior.com. Send us all of your thoughts about the show. Please rate and review us on iTunes. Please go to modernsuperior.com, listen to all of our other shows, and comment mm-hmm. on the threads there. And also go to youtube.com slash modernsuperior for video content before telling all your friends in real mm. life all about us. Yes. Uh, and you can use any of those channels to give us some feedback. I thought we could, op- we, we could open the show this week. Um with just every once in a while, we like to throw it out there. So please, if you have any feedback about the show, uh, please get a, it over to us at info at mm-hmm. Um We'd like to know if there's any segments you like more than others, that you like less than others. Yeah. Uh, do you skip straight to the album review? Do you skip straight to film roulette? Do you like the bits the most? Uh, just yeah, We want to know how you use the show. <laughs> yeah, we're trying... <laughs> uh, we're trying to streamline the process here. We're trying to get... The most concentrated amount of see you next Wednesday <laughs> into your ear holes as possible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's nice every like few months to throw it out there. How are you feeling sure. about the show? Yeah. We want this. To how be are a you? Collaborative, but, effort. But how are you? Yeah, <laughs> tell me. Yeah, uh-huh. so we'll use that as a launching point to go straight into uh, the itty bitty tidbit committee movies mm. and movie news uh, that have happened in the week. A bunch of news. Yeah, uh, we're, we actually get to get ahead of some big news this week. You, you know, usually things come out on Wednesday or Thursday, and we have to wait until the next Wednesday to talk about it. Yeah. But just today, a lot of news broke about the Indiana Jones. Uh, 
uh, series and that Spielberg is going to come back and they're yeah. going to make another one. I have not read much about this. Okay. So tell me. Tell me a story. So Spielberg's going to come back. So is Harrison No, no. Ford. Do everyone's voices. <laughs> I'm old and high. Make up your own uh, Indiana Jones adventure. Yeah. Um, well, basically they've just Look announced that it's going to happen. <laughs> Too old for that earring, yeah. man. Yeah. Let it go. Um yeah, they, they've said it's going to happen. They said they're really excited about having him back and Spielberg back, and yeah. they have a good set of producers. And then they also uh, have, there's been some rumors uh, about who's testing for the possibility of playing a younger version of him as well. Yeah. Um, so they've got Jack Rayner, who was in um, one of the Transformers movies, but also apparently has... Speaking of Jack Reacher. Just get no. <laughs> Jack Reacher around. No. But he, this guy apparently, he's in one of the transparent, uh, Transformer movies, apparently is really bad, but he also has some movie that's been playing festivals that people are saying he is absolutely phenomenal in. Great. Why don't uh, they just get whoever they're going to make young Han Solo and we can just... Uh, yeah. Taryn, we'll everything. Just, we'll just get rid of uh, Harrison <laughs> yeah. Ford. He's outstayed his. Well, welcome. there was a good Onion article that that, that was literally <laughs> the the headline was just let me stop so I can die already. <laughs> like well, I've had some good runs and made some good movies, but yeah. I'd like to just get on with dying now. <laughs> Please let me out of my contract. Mean. He's not that old. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Taron Egerton, who was in Kingsman and Eddie the Eagle recently, yeah, uh, Alden N. Enrenreich, who was in Hail Caesar. Uh, oh, the kid who played... Oh, yes. uh, the, the, that guy was really entertaining. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was great. So uh-huh. I read a piece by Devin Faraci that said basically like... Um, I think he, he wrote it a long time ago, but he was kind of saying, here's here's a way that they could do this where it wouldn't just be Harrison Ford sitting down to tell us a whole story about one of his past adventures, but like make Wait. up... Some kind like they could make this up. Is, this is Devin Faraci sort of going. Oh, here's what things. they could. Yeah, do, like or... here's what they could do if they were smart. Right. Um, they should listen to Devin Faraci. That guy knows what the fuck he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, he huh. basically said, "What if you know we cut back and forth between an old adventure that had a a tied um, you know uh, plot element to something going on in his his life now? Yeah. yeah. So that it could be sort of older." Uh, indie kind of remembering things of an adventure, and then maybe that MacGuffin would tie into what's going on now, and he'd be yeah. wrapping it up later in life. Right. Which I think would be better than just, let me tell you about the time I stole no, that no. bag of gold. Or yeah. something. I think, first of all, excellent yeah. plot yeah. that you've come up with. I think they should just young guns to the whole thing. Just put uh, Emilio Estevez and some old people make <laughs> yeah. <gonna> say, <laughs> yeah. Get Emilio to be Indiana Jones. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be terrific. Emilia Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what they could do too is uh, well, none of this. Yeah, yeah, they could do that. I think too. that would be wonderful. But they doing could go none back of this would make them sponge the fourth yeah, one. Just don't do any of that. They won't stuff. get money. No for one that, likes though. this. That is true. Uh, <laughs> I will give them five thousand dollars to, to cut it out. Yeah, Jesus. It's. I don't yeah. think it'll be good. Uh, I can't imagine how. Yeah. Really. I just, they're not going to do it right. Nope. There's nothing to do. I would like, yeah. I mean, Spielberg. Ah, yeah. I mean, at least they're not going to get Shia LaBeouf. You, you know that. They're probably just going to. Yeah. They'll use that green screen footage he made and just figure it out. Put them in there. Are they going to bring yeah. those monkeys back or uh, maybe those sweet ants? Huh? <laughs> hey, I love me some ants. <laughs> yeah, this one's going to focus mainly on monkeys and ants. <laughs> Indiana Jones in the case of the monkeys and ants. <laughs> you, know, you got my attention. 
I'm, I'm listening. I've bought my ticket. Uh, uh, that's a terrifically bad movie. Um, yeah. I, I want to go back and watch it. We started to actually oh, watch. Oh, go ahead. It's a hor- it's it's worse than you remember. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I did see some footage. I saw the the swinging through the trees. Yeah, the, the monkeys. Yeah. <sighs> what the fucking what in I, the I, I, yeah. fuck? I remember seeing it in theaters and just like you know being really excited and just uh, the whole way through yeah. the film going lower and lower. Yeah. and lower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Speaking of low, yes, uh, we saw we got the trailer for Sausage Party, yes, with some low down crude humor from yeah. uh, bro filmmakers extraordinaire um, uh-huh. uh, Seth, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Evan Goldberg. Yeah, um, when they announced this movie, and they had, I think they had some images up of it. Yeah, you know, I thought, okay, this is gonna be atrocious, mm-hmm. and. When I saw the trailer today, I my mind was basically thinking, not as bad as I thought this no, was going to look. No, listen, I like that trailer. I laughed yeah. like a bastard. I, I got to say, I, I once the initial joke was, I mean... I don't... Yeah. The, the initial joke was coming from a mile away. Yeah. Uh, but, it yeah, once the initial joke good. was... <laughs> I, I was like, okay. Well, and, and then the, the trailer went on, and it continued that joke. And I was like, it's pretty good. Good. I, I just, just. I hope there's more to it than this. I just mm. think that I. I. It, I actually don't like the like conceit in terms of we're gonna make a movie. It's an animated movie for adults. It's called Sausage Party, and it's about like hot dogs and buns and food and the like and like the you know it, and like the the buns are the women, so they they look like a vagina when they talk and the, yeah, there, like was that is just there was something there was something very Sandler esque dumb and based, <laughs> but I thought that. I was surprised a little with the direction, and when it cuts to inside the freezer, and we have mm. like the horrific things happening to them, but it's like kind of oh, cute yeah. still. And the oh man, the little uh, Saving Private Ryan yeah. looking for his arm thing is yeah. great, and like the soup <laughs> trying to like shove the chicken noodles back into its guts. And I just thought like, <laughs> yeah, and, and even the way that really scene funny. is directed, it has that Saving Private Ryan like like handheld shots. Yeah. I just thought. Maybe there's going to be something to this. Certainly, there's going to be something to it because Seth Rogen always has something good. Uh, it, it doesn't always hold throughout a whole movie. No, no. Yeah. There's going to be something to like about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed that trailer. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Um, the other thing I wrote down was the uh, Civil War trailer. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That, that was about that. Big. I spent. I guess this is old news by the time our episode is yeah. landing here, but. Uh, but it's still big though. Um, I I wasn't sure if they're going to reveal, reveal Spider Man yeah, in a trailer and just like let it happen in the movie. Yeah, but of course not. We don't live in that day and age. No, no. Um, we've revealed that Batman versus Superman. We already know that they're going to team up and fight. You know, at the end. Yeah, so it's like that. The title of that movie is already irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So I and with that, like, there's three gigantic superhero movies coming our way. Yeah. We got the Batman versus Superman. Uh, Captain America, Civil War, and the new X-Men Apocalypse. Yes. Oh, yeah. And the more I watch these trailers and the more things that get revealed and you see a bit more, it's just like I feel like Batman and Superman are uh, fighting a losing battle here. Yeah. It just li- I, it looks like it's a mess of so much. Like yeah. There's so many things that could go wrong, and this Civil War trailer is great. I loved it, yeah. It's, yeah, it looks pretty good. It looks like the best elements of the Marvel Universe so far. <laughs> For yeah. sure. Well, it's, just, it's the Russo brothers who did uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, which everybody which, loved. Which is so good. Yeah, I, I, what a great movie. Um, definitely the best Marvel movie and in it, a lot of years. Yeah, and it'll be cool to see them doing, you know, 
the Avengers thing where it has all these other people. Like yeah. they had this a lot of people in that. This is essentially an but, Avengers yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. So like they great. did they did wrangle a bunch of characters in 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 uh, Winter Soldier, but this is really like they've got Ant Man. Yeah. How are they going to handle Ant Man? How are they yeah. going to handle all of these people? And they and they're coming off of like a real big win. Yeah, I'm really interested. Yeah, it looks great. The action looks yeah. crisp and exciting. That was the thing that I really liked about the Russo brothers with Winter Soldier was the action was memorable, mm-hmm. and they were able to create tense and fun, exciting action. And you scenes. could see what was going on. You could see it all. It was great. And they did a whole like <laughs> the best action scene in the movie didn't have anything to do with any powers. It's great. Yeah. Sam Jackson in that SUV. Fuck man, mm-hmm. awesome. So so good. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, I, again, I, maybe I'm still a sucker for the bomb thing in trailers, <laughs> yeah. but I think that X-Men Apocalypse looks better than Batman Superman as well. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope there's it's a good. lot of talk. There's a lot of talk about how fucking amazing it is yeah. and how they gave uh, Ben Affleck uh, two, two Batman movies that he's just allowed to direct and Great. do Batman. And I think that's shit. fine. I hope we get good Batman's movies out of this, and I think he's the right guy to do it. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, but I, I was this told... movie, this <laughs> Zack Snyder jam, yeah. might be a giant fucking I was watching... trailer for those movies. I don't know. Yeah. I saw, like, they put out, like, an international trailer online, and yeah. it was mostly just, like, some of them the same footage with a few snippets of new footage. And I watched it, and I was like, I still don't think this looks that good. But as I was watching it, I was just imagining, like... What if I get there and I sit down in the theater and I watch it and I just enjoy it? Well, I really hope terrific. that that's what happens. I don't want. I, really I never. Hope I just get there and it's like that was that was better than Man of Steel. It was fun and crazy and it, and it does look like they're doing the kind of reaction thing where there was a shot where it has uh, Ben Affleck open up a thing that has like you let your parents die scrawled on it and and it just feels like they're going to be doing some things with uh, Superman and Batman where they're like addressing. Hey, fucking great. I hope so. I really do. Yeah. I don't want a shitty Batman Superman movie at all. I would really like it. I do. A, yeah? I, I think that would be I a hope this success. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, okay, aside from all that, we've talked about that movie a bunch. The, yeah. the, it's the yeah. Spider-Man reveal that is really the big thing about this trailer. Yeah. And swinging in there and how that costume looks. I, I loved it. Fucking totally. Yeah, it's just so good. The it's eyes, the most Spider-Man uh, Spider-Man has looked on film. And I'm just and when the eyes moved yeah. as well, I was yeah. like, and fucking hey, man, because this is a fucking superhero movie. Who gives a fuck how it works? Make him look like that goddamn superhero character. Yeah. <laughs> the more we, we lean into this and the white eyes, like Deadpool's yeah. look and how Black Panther looks. And that's what's helping the X-Men franchise, too. And they're bumping up and like, leaning into looking like the fucking characters. Yeah. It'll do nothing but good things for these movies to keep yeah. them visually exciting as well as having a you know rich background of character shit to work with so Spider-Man's eyes adjusting yeah. it's just like oh shit man yeah. it's a game changer and it's not like it's just it's not like Deadpool which is a heightened enough reality that the eyes in his uh, the CGI movement of his eyes yeah. was fine because yeah. we, we were it was that much yeah. of a heightened reality yeah. but his uh, Spidey's eyes move in a way that you kind of go there could be tech for that mm-hmm. yeah. there could be some kind of some you know whatever kind of tech for that but for sure yeah so but, it's so it's just believable enough within the context of that world yeah but the color tone the the look of the suit how the webbing works on the suit I really like too because everything yeah. that's been, that we've had with either Andrew Garfield or uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man suits, and I realize what they're trying to do: yeah. make it real world, do what you can with it. It's a complicated suit to bring to life, um, but always with the raised webbing, which I was never I, like super yeah, big on. Yeah. And this I, is like it's just part of the cloth or whatever the yeah. fuck he's wearing, yeah. and it looks so great. There it looks like a comparison shot of all of the the movies. Um, 
and and the way that they've had them look. And I was just thinking, yeah, that raised weapon looks so stupid. Looks already. so stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> always did. Um, he looks uh, for for my money. He looks the most like that live action seventies uh, yeah. uh, show, which I loved on Saturday mornings. Well, sure. So I'm like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I'm yeah. In they're like one nostalgia. step away from having the cobwebs like under his arms. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Some of the well, comics. that's old yeah. from that's from yeah. the original comics. Yeah. Steve Ditko had the fucking cobweb armpits, which yeah. I was never a fan of. It's like get rid of those. <laughs> yeah, so but, silly. But the, Why are they there? But the what the way it looks otherwise. <laughs> I just yeah. thought he hadn't cleaned his armpits. <laughs> <laughs> it's filthy. Um, yeah, I'm excited. But and the eyes, the shape of the eyes as well, really goes back to a golden yeah. era of Spider-Man and you know the uh, and the Ditko era as well as the the 60s cartoon. It really has a vibe from that yeah, which yeah. I, I really dig. I think it's just great. Yeah. It looks fun and exciting and there's been a lot of uh early buzz about how good this Holland kid is mm-hmm. as Peter and as Spider-Man. Um uh, James Gunn went off. Yeah. Uh, big on on how good this kid is in this movie and how yeah. much he's bringing to the character. Which is really exciting, and I hope so. Uh, I and hope it's so. good because I know, like, um, James Gunn has taken a lot of flack from people saying, like, you say everything in Marvel is good because you work for them now. And he he's been very public about, like, there's lots of things in Marvel that they're doing that I don't like, and I just don't talk about it. But he's it. not going to talk about it, and obviously. Obviously, and I'm being straight. Like, if I really like something, then I'm going to tell you, and I believe James Gunn when he says I that. I believe, yeah. yeah, I definitely believe James Gunn sure. when he says that. Yeah. Oh, um, that's another cool bit of casting news. Uh, oh, uh, for Guardians for Guardians Two that we've got uh, Stallone in there now. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, uh, they're just. Uh, I, I hope it's a nice little Tango and Cash reunion going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope that's who they're playing. <laughs> Tango and Cash. <laughs> yeah. I assume so. Bring those worlds together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> the <sweet>. TCU. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be a wonderful thing if it suddenly happened organically. <laughs> Except for there's a lot of uh, dead people from yeah. Tango and Cash. Now, yeah. So. <laughs> that's a bummer. Yeah. Oh. Um, I also wrote down the trailer for the new Lonely Island film. Yes. Uh, Pop star Pop never star. stop never stopping. Yes. Yeah, uh, which I thought it, this was a red band trailer, so I was watching it at work, and I was like, "Oh shit, boobs!" Yeah, <laughs> but it looks funny, man. It, it does funny. look it fucking looks funny, fucking great, yeah. and it looks Lonely Island funny, yeah. very like, much so. Like um, Lonely Island does uh, does Spinal Tap. Yeah. I didn't know this stars. was coming at all. Seeing I've seen the trailer today was my first exposure to anything yeah. to do with this movie, and I just rewatched Hot Rod like two <laughs> nights ago. That's a funny movie. That movie's great. I like that movie a lot. Yeah. It's really my fucking opening quote was from it. I think that's a really funny, stupid movie. Yeah. Um, Danny McBride is hilarious <laughs> in that movie. Yeah, the 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 like the training scene where he just falls down the hill for oh, like, God, forever yeah. is yeah. that's always going to be one of my like yeah yeah so good. Uh, there's so much to like about that movie. You just want a big silly thing, you know. It immediate is it's immediately funny and it's yeah. really quotable too. There's a lot of great dialogue in that movie. Yeah, and it's their relationship too. Um, yeah, the Lonely Island guys that really you know make a lot of that stuff work and how they sell it. So this being like their biggest, obviously budget. Mm-hmm. For, you know, Sandberg's a big property now because Brooklyn Nine Nine's been such a big hit in his sort of post SNL career. Uh, so they can really give him a huge movie like yeah. this. And there's so many fucking people in it. Yeah, holy shit! But boy, does it look funny. Yeah. I just honestly, it looks to me like another thing, sort of in the vein of uh, that Seven Days in Hell thing that he did. Yeah, yeah. and y- more more of that, please. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that was super sand. Sandler-y, or Sandler, Sandler, <laughs> in the best way, and uh, yeah, I want more of that. Yeah, 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 and I think it like it. It I like that. I still think that there's water in that tap of like music, 
like spoofery. Oh you know, god, because yeah. I love. Well, there hasn't really been any for this like, since Walk Hard. Yeah, which yeah. I think is so funny. Yeah, I love that movie. Walk and, Hard is so underrated. Yeah, yeah. 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 And terrific. if only for for Tim Meadows. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're smoking weed in here, man. You don't want none of this. It makes sex better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just like the songs, and I just hope that this is another one of those things because from the trailer, it does look like the songs are catchy, and yeah. they also. Oh, I'm spoof, sure the songs are going to be know? great, man. Yeah, because like yeah, Lonely, Island, Lonely Island songs are all fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah, and I think they could really do something here because it, you the best thing to parody or play uh, have a little bit uh, of fun with are things that you actually genuinely enjoy yeah or can find why they're yeah. um, appealing exactly. and there hasn't been anything of, of re- real solid uh spoof with today's current music industry and how yeah. we look at it and how we yeah. treat our stars and how they present themselves and this is just i mean i couldn't be more excited it looks fucking great yeah yeah yeah, yeah and i think that brings up a really good point about spoof movies in general uh, are so mean-spirited right because i mean Walk Hard was really funny, but you believe that they got what makes those eras of music great, like yeah. you're saying. And I think when we got into the like Selt- Seltzer Friedberg era of spoofs, it was just mean. I'm going to make a character uh, pay. Just too much of not, fall down. Remember this? Yeah, remember? And not 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 jokes. Just yeah, references. and I know that yeah. Casey, you said um, uh, Fifty Shades of Black was at least funnier than you would have expected, and maybe they understood a bit more. But it still seemed like we're oh, making still... jokes at the expense of these things and the people it's still like the them. lowest tier of uh of comedy filmmaking yeah. but then walk hard was was basically that too i mean it was basically yeah. just sort of a spoof of walk the line yeah um but, I but feel it like was you had it that... was better done and more inspired yeah and they didn't stick just directly to the yeah. uh uh you know to, to references and yeah stuff. and yeah. the song spoofs that they did were in some ways loving it like you could tell like oh at least even in just like the production and stuff they understand this and it's not just like haha i pushed over you know hancock and he fell over and farted (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we all just laughed so i don't know yeah well what else those were the trailers and news that i wrote down Mm -hmm. um Uh, yeah news wise i think that's it for me any spider-man really kind of dominated my mind well, it's pretty, pretty huge. Oh, we... uh, the Lethal Weapon TV show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've yeah. got uh, they've got a Riggs. Yeah, yeah, they got a Riggs. He's just some he's some guy. Yeah. yeah. What do you know about that? This Although guy. Although Matt Vincent on our Facebook page chimed in and said, uh, "I'm very excited about this pick." Right. He's from some Sundance TV show called Rectify. So, uh, oh, yeah, oh right. Yeah. I actually have seen the the well, I've seen one episode of that. Okay. And I was like, I should watch more of this, and then yeah. I forgot to. Damon Wayans is Murtaugh. Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Dam- Damon w- Junior or senior. 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 Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I'm I'm I love it. I'm yeah. because it I want to see I want to see Damon Wayans funny again and yeah. doing something again and if this is handled well, this will be great. I mean, y- y- you know, if you sort of like tie it to the last boy scout kind of thing. Yeah. You know, uh, no, I have he, no he problem. Can, with, he can do the he, thing. Yeah, he can do the thing. Yeah. It's, I'm trying to picture him as like Stuffy Murtaugh. But I feel like it's it's just going to share DNA. I don't think they're going to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't. That's not a show. That's not a series. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how long is he going to be suicidal? That's going to get exhausting. <laughs> and just like, um, that's why they got rid of it by the second movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, weird, huh? As long as they don't do the thing. Is you know, I was watching the Lethal Weapon movies again recently. You know, at the beginning. It's because it's his fiftieth birthday. Yeah. Um. For uh, for Murtaugh and all of his family comes in while he's taking a bath. Yeah. 
I just found that scene weird. He's not having a bubble bath. His just junk is just out there, and they're all like, "Yay, <laughs> Dad's dick! Get your fifty-year-old dick and balls." That's fifty. <laughs> 50 year, years worth of penis right there <laughs> in that bathtub. Yeah. Bizarre. Anyway. Yeah. Damon Wayans, huh? Huh. Mm-hmm. Eh, I like it. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll, I will watch. I'm curious. I wonder how... Uh, what what network is it on? I'm not sure. I didn't uh, write that down. Yeah. should have. I feel yeah. like it's like a... I, I feel like it's something like a TNT or like a... <laughs> <laughs> something but like they know that. Drama. Uh, so I don't know what to tell you. But I think it's one of those like Im- improbable things that where it's like, okay, well they're they're trying to to establish themselves as yeah, something. Yeah. Weird. Okay. Cool. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Weird. Yeah. Anyway, I'm <laughs> down. I guess way. I really like Damon Wayans. So yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Whatever. Well, we have two um, movies this week in bits that I I feel are part of a running. Um, running you know discussion whereas casey you had to watch something this week i feel like we should get to mm, yeah I'm... you were forced to watch something because last week you lost the cooking challenge right um if you'd like to go back and listen to that or go to youtube you can see our things that we had to cook at the hands uh, of greg really nice videos really guys. nice videos <laughs> very yeah. very good really, <laughs> videos really good um, and my favorite thing in either of them though was you know when you're cooking you kind of want to taste what you're making while you yeah. go along yes you should absolutely yeah. and the which casey did but the only thing he tasted was a little bit of frosted flakes yeah. <laughs> tastes good <laughs> to me I, I think you just wanted to eat some frosted I flakes d- well yeah, yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> i don't watch a lot of cookie Move shows on. so i don't know the etiquette but if yeah. there's frosted flakes in front of me yum yum <laughs> <laughs> Uh, How uh, was your experience with the punishment film of uh, Sex in the City Part 2? Yeah. Well, Dan, how do you think it was? It was two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. It was two and a half hours. I did not know that <laughs> when I first started it. Yeah. Maybe we've talked about that, but I'd completely forgotten. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know. And I was uh, I was um, a certain length of the way into the movie. Yeah. And I'm like... This at least it's about a half an hour over. So I paused it to see how long I've been watching. Ten minutes, and that was when I looked on the other end of the timeline, and it said two hours and twenty six minutes. Amazing! Oh, yeah. So uh, it's a marvel. Oh, yeah. Of filmmaking because they spent two and a half hours not telling a story. No. Not tell. This is very much. Do they say that like? Oh, you know, Entourage is like Sex in the City for guys, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, and yeah. Vice versa. Well, that's definitely what this is. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of like. Um, first of all, the, the script really feels like a gay vaudeville act because <laughs> uh, it's just these one-liners of like, uh, of like sort of like retarded adolescent gay jokes and uh, and like menopause jokes like. Yeah. Where they might as well just be winking to the audience or like, uh, you know, then a ventriloquist comes out or something. Right. Um, it's uh, it's so much of the same for two and a half hours. Yeah. One thing I will say, though, they're at a wedding at the beginning. Uh-huh. Um, and um, as a special surprise performance, you know, because this is something that maybe this is something that happens at rich people's weddings. Right. But Liza Minnelli. Liza comes Minnelli. Uh, oh, because it's a gay wedding. Right. And the joke is, you know, everywhere there's a bunch of gay people. Liza Minnelli just shows up. Right. Okay. Um, and, she, and for a show that was I, I mean, I, 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 this movie, I think the th- three things I took away from it was it did nothing for uh, uh, anything good for women. Um, for a movie starring four women. Yeah. And then also it was really kind of racist. 
and also like super homophobic in a lot of scenes, or at least using really trashy fucking dialogue. It's it, it, yeah, I don't know. Okay, there are so many thing, lines in that wedding and the gay wedding at the beginning that are really like, come on, <laughs> that, that are like, uh, oh well, you know how gay people are. They're like this. Yeah, and, uh, so many. So like the jokes could have been followed by, hey, listen, listen. Some of my best friends. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can exactly. say because my friends. Yeah, yeah. Um. Which brings me to my point. This entire movie is all written by one dude. It's a guy who writes this shit. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it's the guy who made the show, right? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> I can't remember his name. This, I thought the whole thing about this was that it was a show about women, for women, and really connected with women and how they. I think feel the show did that everything. at times, but it just like this is a you know this is where it all fell apart because even the first Sex in the City movie is not a good movie. Yeah, but it's not like this. Yeah, it's not this I think it's horrible. For, it seemed like it was a case of the first movie was a really big hit. And this was like the victory lap, like, give them what, here's more of what you want. Yeah, like, you like this, right? Crazy, yeah. like, like well, stuff. Yeah, the, the movie's basically mean. But anyway, so, so you know, they get to the Liza Minnelli thing. Yeah. And, and she gets up and she's performing and she's got dancers and everything. Yeah. And she's doing Beyonce's yeah. single ladies. Yes. And she fucking kills it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Liza Minnelli motherfucking. <laughs> Uh, fucking nice. kills it in yeah. the best way possible and she's like 69 when this fucking thing came out or right. something and she's doing the whole dance and everything yeah. and i'm yeah. like god damn it good for you old lady you crazy old lady you are fucking <laughs> killing this song and it's uh-huh. awesome good for her um uh oh lines like i had to write a couple of the lines yeah down. yeah no please um uh they go into the wedding at the beginning and and the the uh, the slutty one because there's a slutty one because that's funny. She like brought her dog with her because she can never commit to one man because she's a slut. <laughs> uh, and she brings her dog and she's like, of course I'm going to bring my dog. She's a bitch with an attitude. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Within the first 10 minutes of this Have you ever thing. seen an episode of the show? Like, no. what are your reference points on this? I've seen Just about 20 minutes. Popular culture knowledge, sort of. 20 minutes of the show was yeah. on one time when I was uh, in the room. And so I'd look up every once in a while and I'd be like, uh, all right, I, I don't know what's going on here, <laughs> but whatever. It wasn't offensive or anything. Mm-hmm. But when you pay attention to it, um, she uh, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker goes home with her husband, yeah. who's Chris Noth. Yeah. Um, who they keep calling Big? Is yeah. his name what's his name? I don't Mr. Re- Big. I don't remember, but yeah, he's referred to only as Mr. Mr. Big. Mr. Big, yeah. I think like his John the, or something from the show. Yeah, because he has a big name, dick. But yeah. Oh, Jesus, really? Yeah. They, he's his whole name on the show because nobody ever calls him John. No, everyone calls I him. Think, Big. I even think it was it was a thing on the show where they the no show, one yeah. knew what his name was. He was only referred to as Big or because Mr. Big. he's got a big penis. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck this fucking show. So they go home and he's like, "Hey, where, where do you want to go to eat or something?" And or or he's like, "Hey, why don't you make something?" And she's yeah. like, "Oh, you know me. I'm more Coco Chanel than Coco Vin." And I'm like. just because something sounds like another thing doesn't make it a fucking joke like it's so cheap this whole fucking thing is so cheap so then they just go and like okay so (laughs) they just go to Abu Dhabi because why not yeah because (laughs) let's just put these fucking dumb idiots in this situation and I think it takes like an hour for that to happen at least (laughs) (laughs) 
And There's a whole hour like of just spinning wheels and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it is like it's all like, oh, everyone's married and everyone has, except yeah. for this person. And we agree, we disagree about marriage, but not much is made of that because who gives a fuck? Yeah. Uh, so then it's like one of them has to go to Abu Dhabi for some fucking dumb reason. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, isn't it? There's no like, we gotta save them Dhabi. or like go to. Yeah, I don't no, know. no, there's Dubai. not a plot. Dubai, Sorry, it's Dubai. They Dubai. go to Dubai. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. It's no, it's it's just like, hey, you guys want to go to Dubai? Sure. Why not? Yeah. So they go to Dubai. Um, and, uh, and then it's just a bunch of photography of them, you know, in Dubai, uh, against these, you know, beautiful opulent, uh, buildings and, and in like the nicest hotels and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then, and then she, she meets, uh, John Corbett, who, yep. uh, is from her past. Right. I assume was probably on the show as well. That's right. Um, and, and there's a point where she's buying shoes. Because all these people are the most vapid, two-dimensional assholes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and she puts her passport down, and you go, "That's going to be the big. That's going to be the big plot twist here. Yeah. That's going to be the the kind of fulcrum of this plot that she put her fucking passport down. <laughs> now she got to go get it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Really H. good. Oh. Really and good. Then at, at the end, you know, because the slutty one's a fucking giant slut, so yeah. uh, we better um, put her in a sexual situation. Yeah. Um, and so you think they're going to make a point about, um, uh, you, you know, women and ha- and having, you know, fr- the freedom to, uh, of choice to do whatever they want with their body kind of yeah. thing. Um, and how women are so oppressed in Dubai. Uh and they're trying to make that, yeah. But they just make the Americans seem like shrill, shitty people, <laughs> yeah. Who kind of go, your culture sucks. You women are fucking oppressed and shit, and your culture sucks. And we are American and we are great, but they're so shrill that it yeah. just seems like they're. It seems like it's supposed to be social commentary. No, it really comes across in a well, clumsy, it feels like somebody way. right. It feels like somebody saying like, "Oh man, I'm gonna make this movie, and there's gonna be points in it where it's like, look at how." oppressed they are and everyone's gonna like lift me up and be like you're right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like political like like position and then it's just instead just like racist yeah <laughs> yeah and the women like all these women in dubai all they really want to do is wear brightly colored colored skimpy clothing like that that's the thing is yeah. that there's women in burkas and they're like and, and it's like oh aren't you so oppressed and you think at this point they're gonna make a, a point about well in our culture yeah we are the women who see things this way yeah and and y- you know you you're meant to respect that uh, or make whatever point they're trying anything to make. but no uh uh, the women throw their burkas off and they're just dressed like idiots underneath too. <laughs> it's like, guess what? We're shallow cunts too. Yeah. Ah, fuck this movie. Fuck that movie. Yeah. Um, I one thing I will say was the coconut rum cooler was refreshing. Oh yeah, you had to drink it. <laughs> Forgot you had to drink coconut rum yeah. cooler. How, how much? How much of the bag did you get through? Your bag of liquor. Oh, I only had, I had like a glass of it and there was a lot of ice. Because I was like, this actually doesn't taste, it's not, not overly sweet or right. anything. Like juice, and, basically. Yeah, yeah, there's like cranberry juice and, uh, yeah. and grape juice. I wanted juice you and... to get like sugar hung over from yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I couldn't get do into that. that thing. Just stick a straw, straw into the bag. Straw right into it. <laughs> <laughs> like a nutty grown up. Like a Capri, like a Capri, Capri Sun. Capri Sun. <laughs> like a sad Capri Sun. <laughs> 
Um, I think on the tangent of fuck this movie or uh, that kind of uh, tangent, we should skip over to Greg, who has been going through some films in in order. I feel like that'll tie in in nice. Yeah. I've been watching the uh, filmography of M. Night Shyamalan. um, In order. Mostly because... uh, In order. It started, yeah, in order, because uh, I'm talking about how shit his movies have been, and uh, Athena hadn't seen any of the bad ones. So we've been going through, uh, yeah, in order his films, and so we just landed and you've been on finding out that there are more bad ones than you thought. That's right, and even Sixth Sense I found going back to not so good when you know the twist. Yeah, it's a little clumsy and has no suspense. Once you've seen it like twice. Yeah, listen, and uh, it's not a shit movie or anything like that. It just doesn't really garner any going back to it unless you don't know what happens in it. That's the only reason. Yeah. Once the air's out of the bag, it's kind of like, well, great. Some, you know, a charming performance from a little kid. Tony Collette is terrific in it. Um, yeah, and Bruce is still trying. So there's that. But Unbreakable and Signs are better movies. Uh, or more watchable films, anyway. Unbreakable, definitely a better movie. Um, so uh, then there's, you get the, the Village, which is like, what the fuck? <laughs> so horrible. And, well, maybe, maybe he just fucked up this time. And then you get... Uh, Lady in the water, water, where he's like, fuck you for not liking my stuff. I'll yeah. do this. <laughs> then we get to... You think those movies suck? Yeah. <laughs> when you see these ones. Yeah. And then The Happening. Happens. Which is where I am now. We just just watched The Happening yesterday. And I've seen The Happening before. Yeah, I think The Happening is once. absolutely mm. hilarious. Yeah. Um... Well, I, I meant it to be a joke, you guys. I'm in yeah. on the joke, too. No, you're not. Not at all. Because it uh, should be much funnier then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw this in theaters when it came out um, <laughs> with people that wanted to see it. Uh-huh. Like, they were very excited for it because it was this disaster thing. They were Listen, so the trailers are really good. I and, I remember being excited for this movie. Going, I thought oh, the good. Looked, he got that yeah. shit out of his system. Now we're back to... The but, wind. But, <laughs> but the advance word came out pretty quickly that this thing is terrible yeah, and, yeah. and funny bad. So yeah. I went into the theater being like, "I'm gonna. this is going to be hilarious. I and think yeah. this was one where they had no advance screenings or anything. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. But the people I were with were trying to give it a shot so like i was laughing already like in the first 15 minutes they were like shut up i'm trying to enjoy this movie and then by the by the end of it they were like oh god this, this yeah, is just so so, so bad um and there's so many things are wrong with this movie uh the casting is terrible no one should be doing the roles that they're doing uh mark Wahlberg as a science teacher is i mean it's it's inspired casting in one way like yeah. his first scene in the in the classroom where he's walking around trying yeah. to get them to figure out about the bees is really fucking funny um, hey guys bees right <laughs> uh and uh zoe deschanel is just unbelievably terrible in this movie and i don't know why i think it's I, the, it's the dialogue is it the, all the dialogue the but I there's think... a lot of her expression too where it's like she, i know she's playing a character yeah who doesn't like to show her emotions or she's shy about yeah, that but stuff she pretends but... that people don't have emotions <laughs> exactly she's very stone-faced about I everything think, i really think that these kinds of situations are people are like the actor's really trusting the director yeah, yeah. And I, think I, I would agree and, and i would even maybe um posit that maybe Shyamalan has a very kind of like no less like no i want yeah. make your face look kind of like blank sure you know like, how he's got to get really, in there i guess yeah. you know how when you see a tarantino movie or a wes anderson movie there's just a certain cadence that people fall into yeah. there's yeah. a certain sheen over every performance that's yeah. very similar and very in tone. Yeah. I, I really feel like M. Night Shyamalan desperately 
tries to cultivate that. Right. So he's like, my my stuff is very deadpan and very like muted and mm-hmm. and like cool and shit like that. Like, yeah, and nah, it takes like nah, a certain it's boring way. And these people yeah. Are dumb. Yeah. Um. So the film itself, uh, I mean, it has a really fun opening. When everyone yeah. starts just killing themselves, it's pretty terrific. In the line, and again, and... some yeah, the line and everything—that's a lot of fun. Yeah, um, and it's so self-serious. It's so like self-serious. The gun and stuff. Yeah, it's like oh, so man. serious. Oh my god. Um, and the problem, the biggest problem, I think, with this movie and how it does not succeed, because if you want, even just like it's kind of a simple premise of like, what if you know, nature turned against us? How would they do it? And this, you know, whatever. Um, the biggest problem is this kind of is built like a 1950s science fiction film. Yes. Yeah. Which I could totally get behind if the tone was in line with that, because it isn't. And yeah. none of the performances are, because everyone's dying, things are fucked, no one knows what's going on, and all, your leads are all like, yeah, I don't know. What's going <laughs> on, eh? Jeez. <laughs> like, they're, they're, they're being told they have to, uh, uh, leave New York City. Everyone is get the fuck like it's a national emergency. Yeah, everyone is being removed from New York City, and they eat quite easily get a pl- train ticket. And just before they get on, Zoe Deschanel's like, "Yeah, did we? You know that fight we had earlier is still really bugging me and stuff. Uh, they're not even going to sit together, which is ludicrous." Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, okay, all right. If you're going to sit over there, fine. I'm going to hang out with John Leguizamo." Uh, or uh, uh, did I say his name wrong? I did. Uh, I, I, I think, think I added an I. Leguizamo. Leguizamo. Um, I added some eyes to his name. I think. <laughs> anyway, um, have fun with. And it. his character too was just like everyone's dying, and he's like, "Listen, I, I <laughs> that place where everyone's dead. That's where my wife went. So why don't you take my kid?" And I'll go see what's up. Yeah, like never in like no, no one would ever do any of these things, and they're all pretty light about it. Mark Wahlberg too is like, yeah, do it, go get her. Man. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take your kid. Great, that sounds great. <laughs> and, and, and no one is taking anything very seriously. Even the the guys of the train, like the thing from the trailer. And this is the, I, the most M Night scene when he stops the train. He's like, hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> and they're like, oh, uh, we're stopping here, and turns his back. Wait, what do you mean? It's just a word so drawn out. And he's like, oh, yeah. we've lost touch with, with people. It's like, what people? Everyone. It's yeah. like, if there's a real emergency like this, all the train, and they're just hanging out chatting too. They're yeah. not even remotely disturbed by the fact that they can't get a hold of anyone anywhere about anything. Yeah. Everyone in New York just tried to kill themselves or yeah. did successfully. Now we can't talk to anybody, so we're going to have, we're going to hang out? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, hey, what's up, dude? Yeah, I don't know. We can't talk to anybody. <laughs> we assume everyone's dead. Cool. Yeah, we'll, so we'll stop. Hold your on to your tickets in case we get moving again. Yeah, there's no threat. No one feels the threat, and but there's no greater satisfaction in a terrible movie when suddenly the big threat comes and watching Mark Wahlberg trying to get excited about having to run from the wind. Yeah, and when they're in the field, like, run everybody, <laughs> and they're literally running from the wind in a field. Yeah, um, wonderful, wonderful <laughs> terribleness. I I don't even know what to say. Amazing. Yeah, really, really bad. And that's the thing, too, is I don't get, like, okay, if nature, like, if something happens, like, the trees and the bushes and the grass, and they're all trying to get us humans for yeah. whatever reason, uh, why would the toxin that comes out make you just want to kill yourself? Yeah. 
It's not like yeah. like it'd be one thing if it just made you like shut down or gave you like seizures or something like that. Yeah. I probably end up digging it more because this seemed like some kind of mass. Well, the trailers made it look like some kind of crazy mass psychosis was going. Yeah, on. yeah. Like, why does it make you dramatic about the whole thing? <laughs> Seriously, like the wind's like, hey, you know what you should do? <laughs> You'll show them all. Yeah, yeah. It'll be really dramatic if everyone uses <laughs> the same gun. Um, because it gives you such a direct thought of like, well, I'm, what I'm going to do is go find that thing to kill yeah. myself with, not just like I don't know how to operate anymore and like walking off cliffs or something yeah. like that. Everyone's just like, oh no no no, I'm real calm about it, and no mm-hmm. one feels pain. Look, the guy who turns on the giant uh, yes, uh yeah. lawnmower machine and like there's so much yeah. planning and thought, and then yeah. he lies down and all like, I waited for it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, this movie is so horrible, but it is really funny. Yeah, it's really funny, and there's so many scenes where Wahlberg's like, "There's, they 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 he they split up into groups to go uh, away from populated areas, and the one group is all using the same gun to shoot each other, shoot themselves, and you can hear it going off in the background, like pow." Pow. Yeah. And everyone's like, we got to do something. What should we do? And he's like, just wait, okay? God, why Why can't you guys just wait a second and let me think about this for a second? Why wouldn't anyone just give me a second? Crack, crack, crack. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what is this scene and what is it for? And then I don't know why there was a scene for, uh, I, I guess he just, uh, M. Night just wanted to shoot a couple of preteens in this movie yeah. too because you get to that scene where the kids get just fucking aggressively blown away <laughs> I think he really wanted to open up his movie with like this is I'm not fucking around yeah really yeah but that was after everyone doesn't give a shit about like yeah. ah jeez everyone's killing themselves huh what a <laughs> Bummer. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. And even these kids getting shot point blank with shotguns. It's like, ah, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeez. golly. God, their shirts got all ripped up in that ordeal. <laughs> you know? and, and they're dead. <laughs> and they're, they're probably dead. Jeez. Yeah. Um, nice shirts. Though. Incredibly stupid stupid movie yeah and the ending is silly and it's just like what are you doing it's it's like he comes up with an idea he's like what if i you know he thinks of like the trailer yeah what if everybody's fucking jumping to their deaths and stabbing themselves no one knows why all right well why and then he writes like he just like stream of consciousness goes through a plot and a yeah. story yeah. and then never went back to rewrite it <laughs> it's like that's what all of his movies now yeah. are just like ah what if this then this then this but yeah. what about that ah, i don't give a fuck what and about this let's not worry about that yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean i was shocked that he didn't turn up in the end of this one to be like um i'm the wind how about this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i wish he was the wind yeah <laughs> hey you know what you should do <laughs> <laughs> really horrible yeah. um i don't think my wife is going to be even slightly prepared for what's next. Yeah. Which is The Last Airbender. Totally. Um, I can't have, wait. Have you guys seen it? I've seen clips I of it. I have seen it. Yeah. I tried to... I've seen, I think, about 40 minutes of it. Yeah. I've seen those, like, takedowns of it where they go through all the best scenes and say, it's, here's, like, what's the wor- here's what's wrong with it. It's fucking bananas yeah. how bad yeah. it is and how amateur yeah. it feels. I like the blo- like camera blocking that just, like, does not work. Like yeah, it, like for action scenes and for it's things. absurd. Yeah, so I, I am sort of, I don't know if she's gonna make it. Yeah, I feel like she's like been on board for this. Like, all right, I'll watch these movies. But I mean, this last three are pretty punishing. Yeah, uh, yeah from and what then, I understand, there's just nothing. About this <laughs> no, there's nothing. There's nothing to, to keep really good. And she yeah. doesn't quite get into watching terrible movies like I do. Yeah, she can watch some of them absolutely, but this is a little. I think it's this might be. There. 
Yeah, this is a this is a rare vintage. Yeah, of dog shit. <laughs> Pretty hard. So Amazing. anyway, I will uh, Keep watch going. that this week and let you know how horrible yeah, right. it still fucking is. When <laughs> <clears throat> uh, we get yeah. to the end, maybe we can figure out what happened. Why? Why did it go so yeah. sideways? Right. Totally. Anyway. All right. Well, what else? Surprise. Uh, what else to talk about? Um, I, I didn't watch a ton of stuff. I watched a ton of stuff. Okay. Well, <laughs> really quickly, I watched uh, one movie that I will talk about uh, yep. called Foxes. Oh, yeah, I saw your uh, Letterboxd review of that. Yeah. yeah um, this is the first movie that Adrian Lynn made, who then went on to make uh, Jacob's Ladder. Jacob's Ladder. Mm-hmm. And nine and a half weeks, was that? Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and a number of other films. This right. is, stars Jodie Foster, uh, Cherry Curry. Cherry? Cherry or Cherry? Cherry Curry. Cherry? <laughs> I never know how to say it. No. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and Scott Bayo. Ah, <laughs> very good. Uh, and it's like a coming of age drama, and I really liked it. Great. Um, I had never seen it, always wanted to, and, and yeah, I really liked it. I think people should check it out. It's a really interesting um, sort of. Uh, like attempt to do the kind of teenager thing, and it straddles the the eighties and the seventies because it came out in nineteen eighty. So it's like mm-hmm. very seventies style and construction, but it's sure. also sort of like a teen movie from the eighties where they're like getting into trouble and and like getting in and out of trouble and and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. Scott Bio skateboards a few times. It's just like it just <laughs> seems to be straddling these two decades really <laughs> interestingly. You really, when you talk about Scott Bayo, you get really animated action guy. Yeah. Scott Bayo. Scott Bayo and he like pushes he's like skateboarding around. He pushes a dude through like a pane of glass cuz he's being a bully. It's just like, yeah, man. Scott Bayo is a bully? No. He's battling he's getting bully. bullied. Oh yeah. no. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, here. I really liked it. Really good performances. Um, so cool. definitely one to look into if you're into those kind of movies. Is that on uh, YouTube by any chance? Yes. I feel like that's where, yeah. Absolutely. Cool. I'll watch that <laughs> shit. I will definitely watch that shit. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Casey? Uh, I watched a couple of things that aren't worth talking about. Mm-hmm. We're so, already at 50 so, minutes. So please bring them up. Those. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, I watched two, uh, yeah, two two things I don't care much to talk about, and then two things that are like uh, one of which is my new favorite thing in the whole world. Uh-huh. Uh, I watched uh, Jared Hess, uh, Jared Jerusha Hess's new newest movie. Yeah. Um. Well, oh. before Masterminds, that uh, Don Ver- Ver- Verdine, I think it's called. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's got uh, uh, Sam Rockwell, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Jermaine Clement. Yeah. Uh, not good. Move on. What okay. is it called? Uh, Don Verdine. Oh, okay. Uh, he's like a he's yes, a, a yeah. religious guy who yeah. fakes religious artifacts to uh, you know further his okay. career. Not good. It, it's cute enough. Uh, Jermaine Clement is hilarious. Sure. Uh, Will Forte shows up just to go. Hey, I'm hilarious in, in a zero movie. Yeah. So anyway, that's a thing. Um, and then I watched the first episode of um, Will Arnett's uh, Netflix movie. I heard yeah, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. Flaked. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, I heard it? it was not good, yeah. It's, uh, uh, it's so yeah. boring. I've seen him on a bunch of the... He's doing the talk show circuit right now, um, which I think I enjoyed the most about having cable again is watching talk shows. Yeah, right. Yeah, great. Um, and he's been on everything. Yeah. And they keep showing clips from it that I'm like, well, that's that wasn't interesting. But I'm like, maybe it's just they can't show what's good about the show. And I like him so much, and he had a—he's like very involved with the uh, yeah 
He's the writing a, he, and production yeah, writing of their show. And producing and yeah. starring. He uh, it, it's very overwritten for something that has no good lines. No, oh, like man. there's a, there's a point where they're talking about a girl and and the guy's like, uh, yeah, man, I just uh, like he's the guy who can't talk to women kind of right. thing. And he's like, yeah, when I saw her, I just I felt lightning. And and Will Arnett's like, hmm, you mean you bolted? And I'm like, oh, Ooh. that sounds like a line, but that's just painful to hear. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the the biggest thing that bothered me about it was it's it's a show about a guy who's like this troubled alcoholic yeah. uh, who becomes sort of a self styled, um, uh, like life coach kind of guy, yeah. guru kind of okay. thing. Yeah. And the first episode, the pilot episode, does not cover that at all. From watching the pilot episode, you would have no idea that that was the conceit of the show. Uh. And I'm like, you can't use the first burning. episode, but that's not, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't use the first episode just for character development, especially when the character development is so heavy handed, um, and not bring up the conceit of the show. It's yeah. just clumsy. Um, now, I will say this for the show. I didn't see anything to like about it, but friend of the show, Mark Hudson Riley, uh, has been watching and he said there are redeeming things about it. Okay. So uh, I'll give it a shot. I'll try. I'll watch a couple of episodes because it's Will Arnett. Yeah, exactly. Give it a shot because it's Will Arnett and, yeah. and out of a trust for Mark Riley knowing yeah, yeah. what's good. Yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but I don't know, man. I don't see it. Okay. Bummer. What's your new favorite thing? Okay, uh, I watched uh, the the Netflix show The Characters. Yes, is that that's out now? It is. I did not know it was out already. Okay. What is that? It is fucking wonderful. Yeah, it, it's not my favorite thing. I will get to my favorite thing. We talked about the trailer, and I and I don't know if we talked about it on air or not. But it was ba- it's basically they've given a bunch of comedians and a bunch of character comedi- based comedians their own episode yeah so it's so, like you can do whatever you want but it's very it's very specific sort of or rather it's all tied together it all feels of a piece okay uh each thing is quite different basically every comedian plays a bunch of different characters in this one interwoven half hour of comedy huh. um but it, but does like each episode ha- speak to one of their like like are the are the episodes broken out by like this is her episode this is his episode yes. but everybody's in them episode no not oh, okay. everybody is in them um everybody's but free to use up. whoever they want to okay. use uh like some some episodes only have that person okay you know and their comedic friends like Chris yeah. Gethard shows up in in one Cecily Strong shows yeah. up in in actually the same one um and because it is a, a show where each episode showcases somebody's comic sensibilities, they're not always going to be good episodes because not everybody that's famous is funny. There's two episodes that fall absolutely flat, one of which I couldn't watch the entire thing of it because this guy is not in (laughs) any sense of the word funny. Who's that? I can't even remember his name. Uh, He just... The trailer uh, looked like it was going to be a mixed bag in some respects. there There were... there was one I couldn't finish. There was one that was a little clumsy, but had some really funny stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of them. Oh, and then there's one that was more. Cl- there were there was one that was really clever, but not laugh out loud funny, but still really clever. Mm-hmm. There was one that was just super. That felt uh, Kate Berlant. Yeah, she does this this uh, whole episode that felt like the best way to describe it was it felt like remember towards the end of Kids in the Hall when uh, Bruce McCullough just started to get really, really weird, weird yeah. and yeah, just yeah, yeah. like you're not making this funny, you're just doing a really bizarre thing. Yeah, Kate Berlant almost did that, but 
but with jokes. Yeah. Huh. Like if that had have been successful, it, right. it was. Re- it's really impressive. The rest of them were just really funny. Yeah. There was one guy uh, who I think was the second one or the third one, and I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, this fucking guy's not funny. He's just doing mm. dick sucking jokes and blah blah. blah. <laughs> uh, this guy's the worst. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit, this guy's hilarious. <laughs> he just makes really funny dick. He's just like bro comedy, but like I'm like, uh, I love this guy. Right um, yeah, uh, Lauren Lapkus does the first one. Yeah, that I'm hers is that. is uh, yeah. I gotta say, hers is the best. Uh, but I think that's followed closely by um, oh shit. Now what was her name? I want to mention her name, Vamp. Somebody, somebody else, talk about something that. They uh, well, no, I remember we. I pasted the trailer into the thread, and yeah, and, and we and were dreading. We were kind of like, some of this looks like it's going to be really funny because we like some of these, you know, some of these people and the friends that they're with that they're obviously going to bring into these things. Mm-hmm. And then it looked like there was some other people. Who was like, uh, was one of them a YouTube guy? Or it just looked like it was like, oh, they're pulling these other people that are maybe not from the crowd that we would think is funny, but, and that's exactly but maybe that's it. a good thing because they're kind of mixing up all these comedians and, and giving them all like the equal spotlight. So yeah. maybe in a sense, the stuff that's not funny to you or whatever might, might be, be good funny overall, to someone else. There's a fellow yeah. named Paul W. Downs. Okay. He was the one I couldn't get through it because yeah. I'm like, this is just some dumb, obvious, like th- there's nothing here for me. This yeah. isn't even clever. Yeah. It's just a guy who's very loud. Yeah. Um. And uh. And kind of going like, hey, like me. Yeah. I was like, no, no, thank you. Uh, Natasha Rothwell. I, okay. I think hers was sort of like my, uh, uh, my my second uh the second funniest one. Yeah. She did this whole rap ab- uh, about being a basic bitch, and I was like, this is a little obvious, but it was so charming. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, and again, Chris Gethard and Cecily yeah. Strong show up. Uh. But the rest of it, she has this character where she's this like. Uh, bratty little kid like a little kid and she goes into like her mom's office and everybody's like oh god she's coming and she just goes around to everybody and just like tells the absolute truth about their life like and goes this is what you should and just gives them this this wisdom kind of thing and, and everyone's like thank you <laughs> it's so it's the way it's done it's just it's just like oh this is gonna be stupid and then you're like ah oh, it's like yeah beautifully inspired yeah i really enjoyed her um yeah henry zabrowski was the the total okay. bro guy uh, i'm like <laughs> dick sucking okay. yeah watch that uh super real quick aside before we throw to greg yeah. uh speaking of chris gethard i've been listening to his brand new earwolf show yeah beautiful anonymous where he uh allows people to call him and he can't hang up uh either the person he, he has to talk to this person until either the person hangs up or an hour uh goes by yeah. oh. so they've just released two episodes of that it is amazing huh. uh it is just i trust it, it goes it through is, the full hour yeah it is just so far, it has just been an hour on each episode of like genuine conversation, genuine awkwardness, genuine connections. Uh, it, it really like the first episode is this guy who hates his job, and like they just have this conversation, and it goes into all these crazy places, and it's like awkward at times. And you're like, "What is this? This guy's weird." But then you kind of start rooting for him. It's amazing. It's like one of the best ideas for a podcast I've it, ever. When you mentioned it uh, ages ago, and it was just sort yeah. of a conceptual thing, I was like, "That is a beautiful idea, conceptually." That yeah. I, I don't know how that's actually going to play out. It's great. It's nice to hear that it plays out good. Yeah, yeah. Check so that check out. that out. Yeah, Greg. What? What Greg. do you want to talk about? I want to talk about what Casey's favorite thing is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
You were on a nice roll of things building yeah. up to it, so I just want to finish it up, and hear what you got to say. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. I found my new favorite show. Yeah. Uh, it's a show called uh, Angie Tribeca. Okay. Have either oh, of you heard uh, about I've, this? I've been watching the previews. I haven't seen it yet, though, but it looks so good. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't understand how this show exists <laughs> in today's climate of, yeah. of entertainment, but- <laughs> Holy Jesus Christ, it, is it a fucking home run? Wow. Yeah. Oh, um, good. I'm so happy to hear that because it looked so, so good, the trailers. It is uh, it is full-on Zucker Brothers. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I So I, w- I saw a, somebody was telling me about that, and I saw the posters for it with, like, the dog and stuff, and I saw one of the, the commercials, and I thought, I need to watch this, but then I totally forgot because I couldn't remember the name. Yeah, yeah. Is I, it a Netflix jam or is it a... No, oh, I it's, think uh, it's, it's like, uh, it's on TBS, yeah. I think. Yeah, okay. Because um, it did look like the, the, the gag they showed in the trailer was they come in and he's like, take a chair, and they pick the chair up. And I was like, I'm going to like this show. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, but that's the fucking thing about it is that not every joke hits, Yeah, but it's like Zucker Brothers in that where it's like they go so far. There's so many jokes, yeah. and they go so far with the jokes where you're like somebody just picking up a couch and walking away with it. Yeah. And that being the joke, you're like, it works. Yeah, yeah. It still <laughs> fucking works. Um. Yeah, Dion Cole is in it, and I'm like, thank God Dion Cole is in something that's awesome because yeah. uh, he, he needs a place to shine. Um, and his partner's name is David Hoffman, and his partner's a dog. Yeah, <laughs> and the dog, and they just treat the dog like an officer. <laughs> like they talk to him like he's David Hoffman, police officer. Amazing. Uh, Jerry Burns is in it as the as the chief, and you may remember Jerry Burns as. Uh, being, I forget, Kirk in uh, Dear John. Okay. Uh, oh, a wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's always been great. He was on yeah. that Justified show, mm-hmm. apparently, and he was great on that. Yeah, apparently, yeah. I haven't seen it. Uh, he is so fucking brilliantly funny in this. He's like the the uh, police captain who's always yelling, <laughs> but he's not always mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. It's fucking super great. Uh, Bill Murray man. shows up in a, an episode. Really? Yeah. What? Now? Oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Tonight. And, and and man, you will you will just find another thing to love about Rashida Jones. Yeah, yeah. Because you go, you see this type of thing, and you go, "Can Rashida Jones do this?" Yeah. And then you watch, and you're like, "Oh shit, she totally fucking yeah, did. yeah." yeah. Boy, I'm so excited. I gotta to watch, watch that. that oh god, yeah. it's I, I and the entire time watching, I've seen all ten episodes now. Oh just fucking binge the shit out of it. Yeah, yeah. The entire time watching it and going. This is going to get canceled. Yeah. yeah. This is such a bomber. This is going to get fucking... This is totally does, not going to get As soon as, I, as you started talking about it, I was thinking, like, this is going to be one of those shows that I get to, and it'll be too late, it's, because yeah. it'll be like... Nah, that. maybe something but bigger it, will yeah. come of it, because Police Squad wasn't, like, a big hit on TV, yeah. and then they're like... They made the movies. Let's make a movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. I just hope this has some sort of life. Maybe they'll shuffle it over to, to Netflix yeah, or something yeah. and yeah. just give it... But Another season. Uh, like I, I, I don't like tweeting at celebrities because I just uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, <laughs> there's no I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's gross. It's but, so fucking uh, stupid. Yeah, but I, I, I tweeted to to, uh, to Steve Carell and was just like, please find a way to keep making the show because mm. uh, it's it's fucking brilliantly funny yeah, and yeah. it's just and, like. And what did he say? Uh, uh, <laughs> he was like. <laughs> Uh, give me your number. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have any ideas? <laughs> uh, do you want an EP credit on this? I don't know. What do you want? We'll, you... we'll jam. We'll jam. Yeah. 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 Just a comedy jam. Um, but uh, but yeah, man. 
just a fucking home run. Yeah. Just a delightful home run. Make you feel like you're fucking 10 years old again. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. I got to see that. Oh, well, I start watching tonight, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. And then just keep watching and watch until it's over and then uh-huh. rewatch and, and them then, all. And then what do I do? Uh, <laughs> and then press stop. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the bathroom, get a okay, drink yeah. of water, oh. make some popcorn. Ah, great. Corn. Yeah. <laughs> make us some popcorn. Uh, very good. All right. Yeah, just so delightful. Greg? Uh, I also binge-watched uh, some TV. I okay. got all caught up uh, really fast. I hadn't seen anything. Finally got into uh, American Crime Story. Yeah. Um, People versus OJ. People versus OJ. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yay! What? Uh, uh, where are you at I'm right now? Totally caught up. I've seen six episodes <laughs> of the most entertaining show on TV. It's a little trashy. Well, I don't give a fuck. But it looked- it's no, but trashy in the best fucking way. And Sarah Paulson. Kills oh, dude! It. In general, the performances are fucking outstanding. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Paulson though is just like fucking head and shoulders. Oh Her my god! And the dude who plays Chris Darden. Yeah, they're are both fucking excellent. terrific. And then you've got a lot of people who are under. They have a little bit more of a of an impression to do, or a, a look to fulfill. And, but with that, I like Courtney B. Vance. Oh my god! Whoa, is he killing it as Johnny Cochran? It's yeah. just fucking crazy. And man, I love Travolta in this. <laughs> He's, but I. Is, but I fucking love it. it. It's so weird. <laughs> like, and at points you're like, so he's playing Robert Shapiro or is he playing Ed Sullivan? <laughs> but I don't care. It's, it's so, a really big case. It's, it's so entertaining. It is. Oh, man. And, and then, again, it is it is a lot of fun to see Ross play uh, Robert Yeah, Kirk. yeah, absolutely. And, and then it, it is Ross playing. Yeah, yeah. For sure. But he's so likable. I he's don't give great. a shit. It's yeah. great. And he is doing a great job. Yeah. And I almost feel like, I, uh, part of me, when I see some of the scenes, I'm like, are they making this whole show just to show what's wrong with those Kardashian kids? <laughs> like, why? Why we have this now? Yeah. I think so. Um, but yeah, so uh, there, there is, there's so much wonderful like uh sensationalism t- about this and a nice trashy crime tv show to watch too but what uh paulson is doing as uh, as marcia clark is so devastatingly human if it wasn't if it wasn't tragic. if it wasn't for her performance this whole thing would be too trashy yeah and the thing is the show mirrors the trashiness of tv that surrounded the oj case yeah and the trial and the media horror that judge ito was oh yeah um but uh but sarah paulson's beautiful humanity that she plays uh, Marsha Clark this woman who's not at all ready no. for people to make fun of her hair let alone no. scrutinize every part of her life yeah. in front of the fucking press mm-hmm. and, and how she's just like oh shit I have to deal with this I have to be this now yeah is is fucking and, amazing and I think that I, I, I'm Heroic. thankful for the show yeah yeah I'm thankful for the show for some, for finally I guess some um credit or at least some uh, peace and humanity dr- uh, pointed towards her because this woman got fucking railroaded oh my god when this thing was going on um so it's great that i'm you know for people who don't really remember or are just have forgotten whatever it's just wonderful for marcia clark to have her portrayed so beautifully and to show like just how fucking shitty the treatment was of her just yeah. so shitty yeah it's a raw deal yeah and the, the show other, really has a lot of uh, compassion to, to, towards and marcia clark. rightly so yeah. rightly fucking so 
And for those people who are just too young, maybe during the OJ thing when this happened, it's it's great to rewatch because I watched the fucking shit out of this stuff. I remember yeah. the the white Bronco day I, very I rem- clearly. I remember when Theo was driving. <laughs> <laughs> he was, Theo was great. In this. <laughs> he was totally great. So you good. know who I am. God damn it. Yeah, you're Theo Huxtable. Yeah, of Back course off. I do. You're Theo. Where's Cockroach? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I, like I remember very clearly, like just accidentally ch- uh, being in front of the TV when the Bronco chase started, and just yeah. being like, "What the fuck?" And if you watch this thing, if you just watch this as a crime show, if you did not know it was based on an actual event, you'd be like, "This is too preposterous." This is crazy. <laughs> which, which is it's so great to be watching this with uh, with Myos because she was in the Philippines. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Philippines when this happened yeah. and a kid yeah uh, so you know she didn't really yeah like, man she, she's just kind of like did it really happen that way and i'm like fuck yeah, yeah fuck dude. yeah dude it was crazy and like <laughs> to try and like i was trying to think of a good example of but like how much people loved oj i mean oj was he was bigger than just sport he was bigger than movie like he was a he was such inspiration like he yeah was he was absolute inspiration. i can't think of an athlete today that it would be the same kind of like what when all this shit went down because yeah. everyone lost and it was so it seemed so surreal and fucked up because I mean the love for OJ because now we see him as this crazy sociopathic fucking murderer yeah. free murderer you know yeah. uh, extortionist uh, amateur extortionist let's you know yeah yeah uh, <laughs> you know whatever uh, the, the fuck thief uh, yeah uh, there's, there's you know but we have you have to remember what it was like. Before that, and I can't think of an athlete that is not even a Brett Favre or somebody who's like sort of like universally in, uh, yeah. enjoyed, even though he had some scandalous stuff too. But there isn't really anything of that yeah, level. His, like his dick, yeah, you know, dick pics. <laughs> Fucking thanks a lot, Brett Brett Favre. Uh, I don't, I can't, I can't think of anyone who's quite there because even Michael Jordan, who's much bigger than sport, everyone knows is kind of an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> So there isn't that thing there. It was like he was the biggest, he was the best at his position in the biggest sport in the world. He was also the most charming man in the world. And he was kind of funny and he was good in the Naked Gun movies. So it was like he was on, he was a little bit of everything. And he everyone like, just liked him so much. Yeah. He seemed like a sweet, gentle, strong, 
uh, American. And, yeah. And, I mean, they didn't have things like YouTube, so you couldn't see the, uh, like, yeah. you know, you remember that uh, fitness video he did where he's doing this kind of uppercutting uh, motion, oh, yeah, and he's sure. like, uh, this is a move you can use when your wife gets out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> Wink. <laughs> I beat my wife. <laughs> um, so, yeah. you know, the stuff like that wasn't readily available, yeah. so it was easily swept under the rug. Sure, sure. But also... You know, morals was, back then was like it was a it's looser. probably a little all right to beat your wife, or yeah, yeah. at least to make a joke. Off color comedy was just acceptable. Like to you know, I mean, look at the honeymooners. That's a, yeah, right. The, the the crux of the show is I might punch my wife in the face. <laughs> Uh, um, but yeah, like I can't, I still can't think of a, a, a good comparison of an athlete or anyone of that sort of stature that's just so beloved, yeah. you know. And then to the fall, and uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. I was like, this is a weird choice to play OJ because he looks nothing like him, looks and beyond like that, him, he sounds nothing like him. Yeah, because Cuba's got like a, a kind of a gentle voice. Yeah, and and a higher a higher register. Yeah, and and OJ was definitely there's kind of there's a lot of presence to his baritone. Yeah. Um. So, but having said that, uh, he's I think he's pretty dialed in, and a couple of the scenes were the best acting I think I've ever seen him do. Yeah, absolutely, and I think he can be a great actor. Yeah. The when Johnny is, Cochran goes in, he's like, and I, he's like, I need to look him in the face, and I need to know for sure. And so when he goes in, they meet for the first time, and he's like, Did you do this? Uh, I think that scene for uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. is the finest work I've ever seen him do. I think I think that the great thing about Cuba Gooding Jr.'s performance is that he's not so much playing the voice or playing the the physicality of OJ no, he's because the he's a smaller the person. Yeah. He's just playing a man who did this thing but himself believes that he didn't yeah and and it's amazing like he's playing the 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 outrage and and like the disgust that oj had for people trying to put the juice in jail yeah he's the juice for god's sake yeah uh yeah and and so in that it's a fucking home run absolutely his performances are home run i don't know a lot of people uh, who could have done it yeah um although i think the best performance or like the the best scene i've seen in the whole fucking show so far is uh the whoever the fucking guy is who plays ron goldman's dad Oh my god! And the crazy thing is how much he looks like yeah, him. It's insane. Like okay, but, it's it's going to be easy to just put a crazy mustache on anyone. Yeah. But the shape of his face and everything. everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and that he, scene, holy shit, man! It's fucking amazing. Yeah. Because the crazy thing about the trial back then and him in the trial was that it was like, hey, look at this crazy mustache fellow. <laughs> and then you and then you get this scene where you're like, his fucking son was murdered butchered and he and 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 he's an afterthought yeah uh and and you know people real people's lives yeah. no matter how crazy they look were affected <laughs> yeah and yeah he he plays that beautifully yeah, that scene was fucking intense just took the air out of the room just, oh man oh my goodness and mm-hmm. the, the the people who show up too like uh um uh, pl- uh playing uh, uh dominic dunn um uh, Jesus Christ, why can't I... Uh, Robert Morse. Uh, this fucking... I, I don't know, ever yeah. since Mad Men again. I just, I love seeing yeah, yeah. anyone from Mad Men show up. Yeah. It, it's such a good show. And yeah. the, I, and, and, how long, how far are they going on oh, this? Oh, and Evan is Handler is fucking Yeah, right, too. great. Yeah. Is yeah. there like a set number of episodes so far? Yeah, or? yeah. There, well, there, it's season? a miniseries. Though. Yeah. Okay. There's a season I, two on IMDb, and I'm like... Yeah. No, that, that has to be a mistake. But I think, is it a... 
a season two for crime story where yeah. they're going to well, do something Well, that's the else. thing. Like, what, oh, but where do you go? What do you yeah, do after yeah. you've done the trial of the century? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, but like, what do they do? Like, like, do they do like a Ted Bundy trial? I don't yeah. know. Maybe do something because like I'm so into this because I think it's a it's Man. a it's trashy, but it's yeah. because this was a trashy experience. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And the show itself is quite well written it and is. they it's really dove in on these performances nicely directed yeah yeah it's Everything a hell of a about thing it, it's a home yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i think so I, i'm gonna when uh when they hit the final episode i'm just gonna like get them all oh yeah, yeah. just oh, sure because yeah. it's a very bingy oh uh, i wish i was i wish i would like because yeah. we've been going one episode yeah. per you know a, a week yeah, and I, I like doing that too man. yeah i mean that's great though i, I do appreciate because i just railroaded through six episodes but now i've got to wait yeah. week to yeah. week which is good though. I I, yeah. I miss that about TV a little I, bit. Yeah. I don't. I, I do. don't miss it at <laughs> all. I, I feel like I absorb it better yeah. though. I don't, I don't like if if I have everything access to me. I still I don't usually binge. I'll do yeah. like two episodes a night or like like two or three in a week, and yeah. then I'll wait till next week to get a couple more, and then the, I like to at least stretch it out a little. For sure. Yeah. Um. So. It, and then a small note. I only yeah. saw one other thing, um, and it's not really much to talk about. Okay. But it was just something to put on when I needed something yeah. to put on uh, late at night. And I watched uh, Heart of the Sea. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ron Howard. Ron Howard's uh, film. That movie where Thor fights a whale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, so what's uh, the quick... Uh... It's the... Uh, well, it, uh, basically, if you don't remember, because it kind of came and went, um, it's the true story that inspired Moby Dick. So you got yeah. uh, a, an actor playing Herman Melville getting the uh, the scoop mm-hmm. on this story. Um, Any good? No, no, not good, not yeah. good. Um, Boring or no? And here's the problem: um, it could, it should be a lot of fun and exciting because it is an exciting story. Well, I don't know how true it is. I didn't really look it up. Um, but the problem is this is current filmmaking with things to do with water and underwater shit. It just looks so fucking fake, uh, and yeah. I couldn't get past how unengaging the world of this movie was because everything is so digital. It it just never felt like this yeah. boat was on the sea, yeah. or they were on a real boat. Yeah, ever, ever, and you can't get into the threat or how terrifying it would be yeah. to be this far out in the water and a fucking homicidal whale is after you. <laughs> like that is fucking <laughs> yeah. terrifying. Yeah, terrifying. But the it's just it's not there. Even that terrible movie Orca was more suspenseful than this. Uh, that's I a funny that movie, though. Yeah, yeah, check Orca out. It's really <laughs> funny. Um, so, yeah, it just doesn't ever work at all. And I just, you know, it. I recently watched the, the Moby Dick film from uh, the 50s. Yeah. Eh, 40s. Anyway. That was uh, Gregory Peck. Yeah, man. Um, and uh, I know you're t- it's hard to do big water scenes. Like, if you watch the Poseidon yeah. Adventure, the f- opening shot's like, that's a toy boat. Yeah. yeah. But whatever. Like, you know, what are you going to do? It's hard to, it's really expensive to go shoot out in the yeah. water. And the Moby Dick film really works with those limitations really well and mm-hmm. uses the water when they have to in tight quarters and real water. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I know there's real water in this movie. Don't get me wrong, there is, but you just never feel the environment. It all looks too video yeah. gamey. Whereas the, the Moby Dick film still holds up and it's still terrifying in scenes. And when it isn't terrifying, it's awe-inspiring to look at. Yeah. And to, for us to have progressed as far as we have with budgets yeah. and with uh, technology that we make a movie about this kind of shit that just looks so garbage. What a fucking <laughs> bummer. This isn't a... Don't put it on a Netflix. Okay. There's no reason. 
There, there isn't a scene that is worth it. Okay. And there, there could be. Like, it's a giant whale destroying a boat and killing a bunch of people. <laughs> I want to watch that. Yeah. yeah. I Don't want make that, that to be good. Like, fuck yeah, you really want it to be good. And it isn't at all at <laughs> any point ever. Well, do you know what is worth it? What? Film roulette's worth it. Oh, man. And I'm definitely right. not going to put that movie on on Netflix. No. Uh, but I will put on the theme for Film Roulette. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> I will put on my Segway hat. <laughs> Film Roulette is our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and the two high rollers get to go see something good. This week it was 10 Cloverfield Lane and the loser has to go see something bad. I hate about Cloverfield, Cloverfield Lane. Lane. Uh, <laughs> and the loser has to watch something we have deemed a loser film. This week it was S. Darko on the theme of Sudarko. poor sequels. Right. Yeah. Um, Unnecessary sequels. Yeah. We uh, also allow the loser to give the winners an album to listen to for the rest of the week. Greg gave us an album. We will talk about that soon and we will roll for movies next week. Mm-hmm. Talk so, about how I lost my innocence yes. in the New York Minute. <laughs> uh, Casey and I we went and saw 10 Cloverfield Lane uh, IMDb describes the synopsis of this film as after getting in a car accident a woman is held in a shelter with two men one of which who claims the outside world is affected by a widespread chemical attack this is sitting at 76 out of 100 on Metascore and was directed by first time feature filmmaker Dan Trackenberg who previously directed uh, music videos for about uh, I think maybe commercial work or music videos for about almost a decade from what I had read and, and then yeah. and then he made a sort of uh portal video game adaptation short sort of proof of concept thing huh. and then jumped up to the JJ ranks. Right. Uh this he film jumped up to the JJ. Yeah. Stars John Goodman, Mary Elizabeth Winstead and John Gallagher Junior. Uh and those are the it's a three hander. <laughs> um and so we we checked it out. There was a lot of uh, pre-buzz on the trailers for this thing. There was a lot of discussion about the title of the film. There was a lot of discussion about the uh, advertising, whether or not this was a true sequel, whether or not this was just a movie that was uh, announced under a different name and then they wrote them. They mm-hmm. wrote in things to tie it into the, the world. But eventually, J.J. did on on a number of occasions go on record as saying it did start its life as a different film. Yep. Uh, they uh, hired some writers to add some flavor including uh damien chazelle of whiplash yeah Mm -hmm. um and it did become a a sort of in name only sequel but a film that plays with the same kind of things that cloverfield played with right but in different ways right i would say a film that could conceivably take place in the world of cloverfield but maybe not at the same time or maybe not you know or or, or maybe it's it's, yeah yeah we we didn't know how tangential the connection was Mm -hmm. right so how do you want to get into this movie? Okay. Uh, <laughs> that being said, I fucking love this movie. It's uh, good. Until I didn't. Oh. See, I love this. <laughs> I, I fucking loved this movie, and then I continued to. And I do think this is a movie that has some flaws, but it has the kind of flaws that a movie like this is going to have. I'm, I don't know how spoil. We won't get spoilery. But I, I'll but, try not to get spoilery, but the very thing that I that I was disappointed in, I agree with you. Yeah. The, the other movie, movie, it's a movie, it goes, here's this movie, and then someone goes, 
wait a minute, now I'm in this movie? Yeah, but that movie that they are in in the finale of this film <laughs> isn't just... It's a pretty good movie. It's, I mean, it's a pretty fucking good movie. But and, and I do agree that it's two very disparate things that this movie is playing with, one of which is amazing for the majority of the film and one of which it's I really amazing. loved, and it's a very quick thing. But I'm glad they went there because I wanted it to go there. I, I think really didn't. Like, I did, or, or I did going in. But the but way then they when do I it is so good. I spent some time in the world of what the original movie was. I was so satisfied yeah. by it, and yeah. I was like, this movie on its own would have been such a well-regarded, such a great fucking movie. Uh, uh, so well done in every way. Why did they not just leave it the fuck alone and I then just make a straight up uh, Cloverfield sequel? I don't see. I think the what where the movie goes, it the movie you know. I like. I I go back and forth on the on the marketing of this movie because I do think that the marketing leads people to believe it will be something it's not until it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do think. What it is and what it becomes isn't. It's not like a rug pull in it where it's like, like unnecessary. Like that stuff is there through the whole movie. And and no, and no, yes, see, it I is. Guess, oh, no, it is. It is. You're right. It is. But I don't think that it's uh, as tightly woven into the DNA of the original movie as it needs to be for us to make the leap. I think it the, is. the movie. I think clumsily. I think it plods along as this great movie, and then every once in a while goes. Uh, hey, it could be monsters. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and then and then there's the the final. Uh, you know, thing that happens. I, but I do think that by virtue of what kind of movie this is and the way it has been marketed and the way it does unfold, it unfolds very quickly when it comes time to unfold, but I didn't find it in a way because I was like, now this is happening and it's fucking awesome. Yeah. And it's done it so is, well. It is I was so fucking awesome. over the moon to see a movie... Um, I'm very excited about Dan Trackenberg right now because uh, I was very over the moon to see a movie that is doing visual storytelling um, in a way that just really got me going the entire movie. I think this movie does what J.J. wishes he could do with the Spielberg toy set. Huh. I think um, I think outside of maybe J.J.'s um, Star Wars, I think this movie does the kind of stuff that like Super 8 wished it could do when it right. grew up. Not that this movie has that kind of Spielberg kid feel at all, but it has the visual language with meaning. So there is a scene in this movie that we see in the trailer that's kind of like the fun times montage where they're setting things up and she's putting a lamp on and they're playing puzzles and stuff. Yeah. And when something happens to a character um, that is very shocking, we cut back to these shots that are immediately reframed emotionally and... I just was like, he gets it. Yeah. He, he understands how... It gave me shivers. I was like, it's, it's, this movie just said nothing to me, yeah, and we feel it. That movie was fucking beautiful. And they do it, that it at the so end, though. And, they, and, I think they do that at the end. Uh, okay, I think they do as good a job the as The final you can, shot of this movie... But you see the stitches. Like, like the stitches are clearly there between the, the great movie that it is... I, I don't and, disagree, but I don't care. Uh, okay, okay. Like, <laughs> because when it became that movie, I was like, "This is amazing." You're totally the way right. they've made it is amazing, and the final shot of this movie is one of the most excited in a while I have been. What happens in that shot? 
and it's, the way it is revealed yeah. is so Spielbergian and so like fucking make another one of these movies, man. I agree. That is so good. And also hmm. the way, um, like when you think about it, uh, I mean, okay, so we everybody knows that that it exists in the same world as Cloverfield, yeah. so there's going to be monsters. Yeah. Um, uh, the the way they kind of go like, okay, 10 Cloverfield Lane, and you go, oh, okay, so Cloverfield, they called the incident in New York City Cloverfield, like yeah. the, the bombing of the, uh, like the leveling of, of yeah. New York, they call it Cloverfield. So how much of what's happening is starting right here? Like how much of this is the genesis of the whole thing right. to, to the point that they call it Cloverfield, mm-hmm. you know, in, in New York city. So yeah, I, I, I think I the, didn't even think of it that much. Uh, oh, I did. I did. And I, and I was excited to see for me. I just, I don't, I was just like, okay, so there's a word that has tied these films together and maybe, maybe they are, maybe they aren't in the same world, but I was just on its own merits of maybe even the things in this movie have nothing to do with the things in the other movie. I right. was just that's how I was taking it. I was like, right. this is just this movie. Right. And but I feel like but I, I, like, I went I, into it just being like, I'm putting a wall up around this movie personally because it made me want to see what the connective tissue was between the two and jj abrams has said you know we're gonna make a third one that 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 does tie the two together in a way or or explains and and it can only be and i think they get away with a sequel to what i think is a prequel yeah i think they get away with not showing you enough in the right ways so when it does become that movie it's very dark Mm -hmm. but it's very dark and it's shot in a way that like spielberg shows you just enough shows you just not enough yep. to make these scenes with these insane things feel not real and not possible but in that great spielberg way of when you know the visual lang- language of the movie is telling you these things and only showing you enough of the creepy things that it just makes you feel like in their shoes a little bit more and there's right. a lot of that yep i, I yeah, mean I, I agree that the I, end, my biggest the problem end part- with this movie is that the end of the movie like and no on no spoilers don't worry but like i walked out of this movie thinking like so many people are going to be upset with how something is brought down because it's just like brush my hands do it do it do it cloverfield uh, yeah <laughs> but at the same time i was like it's awesome though yeah yeah and, <laughs> you know and I mean? it's I had no problem with that. Yeah, and I, I, just I had thought, zero like, problem with that, and it actually made me love that character in uh-huh, a new yeah. light. Um, and it's but, one. Of the, it, this movie is just one of those things. That, sorry, it's just like you see the thing happening; it's about to happen, and you just get excited for it to happen because you're yeah. like, "I'm putting the pieces together too." Yeah, exactly, and yeah. it's fine. Like, like th- this movie can have its own reality, yeah. and I can accept that within it. It's just that I loved, I loved the first movie so much for for its own little thing mm-hmm. its own little thing of what it was i loved it so much and i was so happy with what it did and i loved john goodman i mean i love john goodman and i, I yeah. don't know if i was prepared to see him play a creepy bad guy and he does yeah. it so well but but so, what he so well like he just so fully believed yeah what his character believed it was it was fucking yeah. brilliant and acting. they give you just enough of like there's I was left with questions about some of like the backstory about him and I but I wasn't left with questions in the way where I was like why didn't they go down that road more I was left yeah. with questions like 
oh, but I want to know more about him, but I can't. And that's frustratingly, like, not frustrating. <laughs> like, you're yeah. like, ah. I- immediately after, I was like, well, wait a minute. Why did he do this? Yeah. And why did that's There's a little no convenient? Real... But at the same time, you can chalk, like, over the next couple of days, because yeah. I was thinking about it a lot. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like, no, you can yeah. justify that. I think this movie. Like, ultimately, it can be justified. You're right. I, I agree with you that this movie, you see the stitches. There, I do think there is some big flaws with this movie but what it was doing kind of landed on me and hit my buttons in in the right way where <laughs> i, I were gonna say it hit my butt hit my butt this movie tapped me in the butt <laughs> no but it, but like what it was doing just did it for me yeah even though like there was things where like that there's some scenes where they're pushing really far what they can do in the 14a pg-13 area yeah and then there's other areas where i expected something to happen and was like here comes like a real cool gore of reveal and then yeah. i was like oh almost nothing happened oh i know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about and i was like oh this is gonna be oh it's yeah all right um but at the same time it it was it was in service of the yeah. storytelling so it yeah. was it was fine i just think for to me this was like a, a little movie that could i was like yeah i get why you market it this way i think people are going to come out of it mainstream audience is disappointed because they're not getting until very late in the film what they want yeah but what it did for me i was just like i'm so excited to see this movie again i was like on you know kind of on walking on clouds afterwards with emma and i watched it. we mm. both really liked it there were shocking things we were like having just a ball watching it, it and was, i hope more oh, people see it oh my god yeah. i'm dying to see it it was a rare it was a rare occasion when uh when myos and i like she really wanted to see yeah. it because she really liked cloverfield as well mm. so uh it was a rare a rare moment where we had a babysitter and got to go see a movie which was nice. so nice yeah. and same thing like it was it was so nice to see it with her and 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 for her to get out to a movie and be excited yeah and and, and it has and that like that tension and like when you see it with someone you're both like really into it yeah and you're both like oh vibe. shit that just happened what the <laughs> yeah. fuck when the one thing happened uh, yeah. Emma like put her hand over her mouth just, oh! <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, same with mine yeah um, yeah it was and uh, and just this these trio of, of actors got Goodman Winstead and Gallagher they work so well together there's a great chemistry like he he like I was so glad to see him in another movie yeah. John Gallagher Jr. because um, I, I loved him so much in Short Term 12 yeah um, he's so good in it yeah, yeah super man. good and so I was like uh, um and when he showed up, I'm like, are they going to give him that much to do? But, oh, my God, he does so yeah. much with what they give him. And it's yeah. a great part. Definitely. Like, like he has a All lot of levels parts, to yeah. play, and he plays those levels perfectly. Totally. Is he dumb? Oh, no, he's not necessarily yeah. dumb. Like, and maybe is he impressionable? Who is he? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, who is this guy? And then and he fully unfolds. Yeah. Uh, uh, In this, yeah. And I her think... less so because... She's our main character, and we're meant to side yeah. with her, and we're, we're meant to put ourselves in place yeah. of her. Mm. Um, and she does that perfectly, yeah. too. She's a fucking... Oh, man, I, I really want her to be the focus of, of the next movie. I yeah. want her to be, oh, and, to be and a kick-ass I, action I think guy. they will. I really... Where this movie leaves off is just... Uh, I'm so really, good. really yeah. dying to see yeah. this now. <laughs> it, it, like, it's a flawed movie, but for what what yeah. beginning to end... Cloverfield's yeah. a flawed movie. Totally. I from, love that movie. Th- that is true. And from beginning to end, 10 Cloverfield Lane is a fucking watchable movie. Yeah. 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 It's just I loved that first movie so much, I wanted them to just leave it alone <laughs> and then maybe make the 10 yeah. Cloverfield Lane copy it or yeah. something. You I think know, this, just this, do a whole other thing. I think we've talked enough about it without spoiling it that I can say, like... 
when here's the spoiler. No, yeah. no, but that I can say in my review for it, I said I'm not going to talk about what kind of movies that, that I just want to say they're like Ty West's The House of the Devil. Mm-hmm. It is one movie, yeah. and then at the end, it's another movie. Yeah, yeah. And the first time I saw that movie, I did think like Casey, like, oh, that's ru- that's so jarring. And then the second time I watched it, I flipped. I was like, now that I expected it, I almost yeah. love that ending so more good, than yeah. the rest of the movie. And I and think maybe, this is that kind of movie. I mean, Christ knows I will watch this movie again. Yeah, um, It shifts gears, but for me, yeah, I just can see myself seeing it again and being like, oh, now I'm kind of easing into it because I know where it's going or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and there is a point uh, in the original, in the first movie, where there's a... Um, a cue you yes there's something happens and you kind of go like that's familiar yeah so it's it is it is trying to ease you in as much as it can this is a little clumsy yeah i can get that and i was Mm -hmm. disappointed uh but again so fucking watchable yeah i hope more more people check it out if you didn't like cloverfield don't worry go see it anyway (laughs) if it if cloverfield made you want to barf your guts out because of the motion shit none of that yeah so definitely, <laughs> I think ten field ten Cloverfield Lane for me is a is a solid recommendation in theaters. It's so fun. Yeah, yeah, cool. So speaking of sequels, uh, speaking of <clears throat> whether or not we'll recommend a movie, Greg, uh-huh. you had to sit through yeah. S. Darko. Um, yeah. Now, when was the last time you saw Donnie Darko? <clears throat> um, oh, I don't know, but five years ago. Okay. Oh, okay. Something and like this that. was from 2009, S. Yeah. Darko. Yeah. Um, Donnie Darko's little sister, Samantha Darko, a.k.a. Yeah. S. Darko, and her best friend, Corey, are on a country cross-road trip. That's a weird way to write it, IMDb. <laughs> uh, they find themselves entangled in a dangerous glitch in the time-space continuum. Uh, 3.7 out of 10 on IMDb, uh-huh. and directed by Chris Fisher. Um, not written by Richard Kelly. No, nope. uh, so no one. Nothing to do with nobody. That. Nobody from the first movie is involved here. Um, um, yeah. So tell us about S. Darko, a Donnie Darko tale, as if they were going to make more, and then yeah, nope. totally. Yeah, like like they're uh, making Donnie Darko a genre. Yeah, it, it feels like that's kind of an intention here. Um, so with asking if I last time I watched Donnie Darko, yeah. um, it is a movie I've seen, I, I guess three times. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think the first time I saw it was with you. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember watching it. Yeah, and well, that's I, the only time I've seen it. I really like that movie. I think it it's uh, it is rewatchable. I, I feel like we I, we kind of talked about that a bit last week. And a movie like Sixth Sense, once you you can't really go back to it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you can with Donnie Darko because it is so vague in a lot of ways, and it's a lot of what you take from it. Right. Um, I think that's there. And then you're anchored by a bunch of really good performances. Some genuinely funny, crisp dialogue. Yeah. Um, and the thing that Donnie Darko does the best is how it emotionally manipulates you with nostalgia. And it's really clever with that, with a really kick-ass soundtrack and a lot of visual cues that really, really will affect our age group mm-hmm. or my age group. Um, and they're really smart, and they're they're put in place with heart. Um, and that really makes that movie tick along in a good way. Um this movie, S. Darko, takes place in 1995, so it's seven years after. It's weird because the trailer looks so slick. Yeah, and listen, nothing about this movie feels like it's in 1995. <laughs> they don't know anything about 1995. Yeah. <laughs> they're not dressed like they're in 1995. Um, the visual cues of nostalgia things to remember are completely misplaced. It's like someone just Googled 1995 and just <laughs> randomly took shit. 
Like, yeah, there's a commercial for the George Foreman grill. <laughs> yeah, which like, screams 95 to be specifically that yeah. year. Yeah. And like I kind of was like, yeah, I guess I remember that being a commercial. Yeah. <laughs> I know but what that thing that's is. something that was around for years and for, years. It's years still and around. Years. You go yeah. buy one at Canadian Tire. So I could see a commercial right now. Right now, yeah. you know. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, there was something else that I made note of, like, oh, I guess that's their other 1995 nod, and that's just, that's not selling it, that's not understanding. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, speaking of songs by, so that was another thing I was like, well, you know, part of the atmosphere and personality of the Donnie Darko movie, and what kind of helped it be a bit of a cult classic was the music in it, because it was really carefully chosen songs from the 80s. It's a really good soundtrack. Uh, and a really well used one. Yeah. Scenes are really elevated by the music in that film. Um, Head over heels by Tears for Fears is beautifully used, yeah. stunning. That's such a great shot. And for whatever you want to say about Richard Kelly as a filmmaker, he has a very nice eye. His yeah. films look great. So this movie doesn't have any music from 1995 except for. Hobo Hump and Slobo Babe by Whale. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, that's how they use their budget? <laughs> yeah, right? And that's it's the only one. Too. I'm like, that's the only one they can afford. Like, <laughs> I, I will say <laughs> that song is very 1995. Like, <laughs> For sure. It it definitely reminds me of what 1995 felt like. Yeah. Not in a good way. No. But uh, I'll give them that. Hobo Hump and Slobo Babe. Wow. Yeah, it was a confusing band. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this movie is about... So there's a there's far too much text to read off the top in this movie. In the opening yeah. credits, it gives you a little, like, in case you don't remember. Yeah, but Donnie it, Darko. First off, there's a lot to read. Uh, and it, it was I was like, am I insane or is this moving too fast? Because I'm trying <laughs> to read the crawl, and I'm like, uh, oh, shit, shit. Uh. <laughs> Which is a bummer. It's like, why are there two paragraphs? And it's just flying off the screen here. So because uh, she's the little sister, the youngest one, not the Jillian, Maggie Gyllenhaal character, but the little one. She's so upset about her brother dying that she's run away from home, I guess. Uh, later, years later, seven years later, and she's with her vapid friend, and they're not looking very 1995 as they cruise across some kind of desert highway. <laughs> Is her friend... Um... The character is vapid or the uh, actor playing? I'd go with both. (laughs) (laughs) Double threat. Yeah. uh, uh, So they, I don't know. Then they're in some town and uh, there's some people there. And there's a couple of, uh, there's this one fella who's uh, from Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl? Gilmore Girls. Gossip. (laughs) I I, I don't don't really know which show is which. Uh, Gossip Girl, I think. Anyway. Gossip Girl's newer. Than Gossip Girl. I don't know. <laughs> it's what I think he's from. He's just got this face. I'm like, I know that guy's idiot face. Anyway, um, and he's there, and he's uh, uninteresting. And then um, one of the Twilight guys shows up. I don't know his name. Okay, I don't. One of the lesser known. This is uh, this is a moment where only uh, if you if you do check out any of our bits on uh, YouTube, it'll help you because I don't know how to describe other than he's the vampire who looks like this. <laughs> we know the saucer like ride. I, Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. I still Ooh. don't know. <laughs> I've never seen the Twilight movies, but if now they I have do. one there's, of those vampires, there's one vampire that's just like, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I'm a vampire. I have seen. He's one either of like, Ooh, I'm a vampire, or nothing. <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> which face here. he's making the most. Um, he's there, and he's terrible. Uh, all this acting is really bad. And you know how Donnie Darko is kind of a confusing movie, and it's like, what 
really happened, and everyone has their theories, and uh, there's a lot of uh, discussion you can have yeah, about yeah. it. Well, these guys, they don't know what happened either, whoever made this movie. <laughs> they don't really know what's going on. Is They know they need some like weird chest tubes to come out of yeah. multiple characters now, not just one, oh. to do stuff with time travel, uh, but they don't really... Get what the story what, point so of that what, would yeah, be. I noticed in the trailer that a lot of the of the people had uh, abyss creatures coming yeah. out of them. Yeah. So so what happens? Does she realize that she can do this, or no. does somebody? No. Because she's not the first person you see. What, what do they get wrapped up in? Uh, what do they get wrapped up in is nothing. Uh, what happens is they're there for a while, and there's this crazy guy called Iraq Jack, and okay. he's this. He used. He went to fought in the Gulf War, and now he's crazy because he's. I don't know. Uh, if he's totally crazy, if he's crazy from the war, if they're trying to say something about that, I don't know they're really saying anything here. Or yeah. it's because he's been seeing his uh, chest tube and it's freaking him out. Yeah. Um, and the whole thing is like, you know, the world is going to end at this time, yeah. much like the first film, but they don't really, there's no emphasis on that or, or like a real crux of what, uh, yeah. choice and uh, sacrifice that's going to go with that. Whereas then everyone is like, if something's, oh, something happened and it's, boy, that's a bummer that happened. And then the chest tube fairies show up and go like, we'll just follow your chest tube and then we'll change all of that. <laughs> <laughs> and then what? Where are the t-shirts that say follow your chest tube? <laughs> <laughs> they would have to have like a attachment that had it coming out of it. Yeah. <laughs> plastic. Uh-huh. Yeah, chest tube. Yeah, and so uh, and a couple of people. Everyone's got their own chest tube, and um, so what? Oh, you have to have your own chest tube. <laughs> you gotta, it's you gotta 1995. Get <laughs> you yeah. don't have your own chest tube. You remember how back then we all had our own chest yeah, tubes? Yeah. yeah, you don't have a uh, chest tube or a hypercolored t-shirt. You get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was their <laughs> second single Dales. by Whale. Yeah. You hobo humping yeah. chest tube babe. Chest yeah. tube babe. <laughs> <laughs> Well, is there any kind of like ticking clock, or we got to get here to do this? No, or like, because what, no, what no, no, because nothing is happening. They're in this. These two girls are kind of running away from whatever in life, and they wind up in this town because they're going to go to this other town. And while they're in this town, they talk to some people. Yeah, they almost skip out on a lunch, but then they don't. And uh, oh, whoa, oh, steaks. <laughs> Literally, uh, <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah. There's some uh, like a meteor shower. Oh my god! Meteor than the stakes. Good night. <laughs> I love that. That's yeah, really good. <laughs> Better than the whole movie. Um, it was painfully boring the entire way through. Yeah. Where you have really horrible characters saying nothing interesting ever about nothing at all. Well, then what's the climax? Um, well, they kind of like flip it on you because so many people have chest tubes, and it's just like the you know. One girl gets her chest tube because the main character gets killed, and she's like, oh, chest tube, take me back, and I'll die instead. And then she does, and then the other girl's alive. She's like, oh, man, my friend. But then Iraq Jack, he's got his own test tube, and so then he's going to step in because she doesn't feel good about anything in life anymore because her brother's gone. And then he, then he chest tubes back to where he could have died at the beginning of the movie and does, which then undoes all the other doings. Oh, so it's about, like... <laughs> Tetrising their test tube, like yeah. <laughs> their chest tubes, to and, and basically it's a movie that's like you know what things would just be better if you died. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah. yeah, that was the other thing I forgot to mention too. Like it's a bad message I got from this movie, and also watching the happening, the as the problem is getting worse, Mark Wahlberg's like, we got to not be together. We got to get everybody apart from each other because people were in groups. It's yeah, like the more yeah. people got together, he's like, "This is that's why the plans want to kill us because we're yeah. all together." 
Let's all not be together. <laughs> Got it? Yeah. Then right. now I like that movie. Sure. Everybody leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. The Everybody just go home. <laughs> just let me think. Yeah, just let me think. I don't know why. Stop shooting yourself and let me think. <laughs> I'm a teacher. Jeez, science. <laughs> Remember, right? <laughs> it's a wackadoo or something. Yeah. So uh, how do you science for me? Uh, anyway, so yeah, this movie is just like, eh, probably better if you just were dead, huh, kid? Mm-hmm. Check it out. Um, and then it's just like, and then every, so her friend's dead, and then the other guy's dead and stuff, and then uh, some things aren't dead because of it, but the preacher guy's a dick, there's a church, and then, then he seems nice, but they okay. wanted to do like the Patrick Swayze thing, where it turns out he's all seedy underneath, yeah. Yeah. and he's like, he, you know, he'll rub up on your thigh, so... He's a sex guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's a, uh, what you call him, uh, sex guy. Yeah, anyway, and then she drives away, and she's all like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes you think. Hmm. If he Looking could out the window, be a like, sex guy. Hmm. You know I mean, I'll be a sex guy. You know what it really feels like? Um, you remember how, like, uh, 80 years after Easy Rider, yeah, somebody got the rights made, and made yeah. a Easy Rider 2? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The this, ride back. <laughs> yeah, right. this smells a lot like that. Yeah, yeah. It just we gotta I, do that movie. They they just Did made we do this. That movie? Huh? Uh, Easy Rider two? No, I don't think we am. No. We gotta do that movie. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, this is just a let's just because the you know they, there's still some video stores out there in 2009, yeah. so it's just like let's everyone rented Donnie Darko. It didn't do well in theaters or anything like that, but it got word of mouth and it has that yeah. name, and so maybe people will just we Rent. can trick them into renting this. We'll go get that writer that is on our fucking staff, and we'll do whatever we tell him to do. Yeah. Yeah. We got this guy who does a couple TV shows and commercials. We'll get him to direct it and just try and make it look like Donnie Darko, which he does yeah. try to do. But this guy, there's no budget. There is no good cameras being used here. I will say for what I assumed the budget was and everything and how bad the direction was going to yeah. be and everything, the trailer, I was like, it looks like they're getting the most out of their money Yes, for the, such a misguided attempt. For sure. Yeah. And I actually, the opening shot of this movie, they just got, you, you'd have to be a moron to not get good f- photography out of their setting because they're out in like Arizona or something yeah. like that. It's just beautiful. Yeah. And so the opening shot, it's like really kind of gorgeous and I was like, Huh. Yeah. And then right, right away. And like, but right then right away. Like, oh, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I lost my mind for a second there. That's um, funny. So, yeah, they, they, it's just lowest common denominator. Like, pump it out. Let's see if we can yeah. trick some people into renting this. I can't believe they were trying to... A Donnie Darko tale. Like, yeah. I can't believe that was ever them trying yeah. to do something. Yeah. It's just not a movie that ever should have had a sequel. You, could, you can't have a sequel to that movie. It makes no sense, particularly to have it relate around the same people. Yeah. Like you, you just leave it the fuck alone. It's a you know, it mm-hmm. is what it is. But I still think uh, if Should you if you Darko had enjoyed, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if you if you enjoyed Donnie Darko, I think you can rely on it still being a good film. And there's no reason to ever watch this. But and I don't think anyone thought there was. Yeah, I don't think anyone really dove into this fucking movie. Totally, uh, total garbage. Just an <laughs> exhausting hour and a half. Like, it's not a long movie at all. But boy, did it feel like it. <laughs> Holy fuck, did it feel like it. Uh. So slow and boring and stupid and useless and garbage, and I don't think anyone who worked on it should ever work again. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. In they, any job. They, not they, even in a shitty restaurant. <laughs> you know what? No. Fuck you. You're done. They should just sit in a room until they die. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. You gotta find your chest worm and get out of here. <laughs> Go back in time and figure out where you should have died. Yeah. 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 Before making that movie. <laughs> if I had a chest worm, I'd go back and kill everyone who tried to make the movie. 
Yeah. If I had a chest worm, I would go back and convince Don Henley. Yeah. <laughs> if I had not... a chest worm is actually my favorite uh, Bruce Coburn yeah. song. <laughs> if I had a chest worm, I'd chest worm in the morning. Yeah. So, Don Henley, you gave us an album. I what, did. What, uh, why'd you give us a Don, Don Henley, you gave us an album. Why, why did you give us a Don Henley album? Um, because I'm trying to figure out why I listened to so much adult contemporary music when I was like 10 okay. or 11 years old. Um, so and I, a... there's like a fair amount of it. And I thought this one I gave for a very specific reason because, uh, I did listen to it a lot, um, when this album was big and, uh, I like how this album rolls out of the gate where it gives you the title track, the end of the innocence right off the top, which is like fine. It's a fine song of its, its time. It's yeah, it's it's a song of its time. It's not an album opener. No, so. it's a weird opener. Yeah. And but then track two is really the reason I picked this album because it's just so unbelievably horrible. <laughs> um, and I was like, this is pretty funny. And I just I thought I'd open a window uh, into my listening yeah. of this kind of music when I was a ten year old boy okay. to help me figure out what was wrong with me. Uh, now, <laughs> oh, <laughs> how bad do you want it? Yeah, because yeah. um, it starts off that track two starts off with some synthesized. <laughs> saxophone yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. That the, is that the song that has like a real like chunky riff guitar riff yeah yeah and it's the one that goes that talks about um uh crawling on your lips yeah. crawling all over your lips yeah i do want to say <laughs> i do want to say that i get it tongue I, marks on the carpet uh-huh. uh, i get i get why a kid would listen to this <laughs> I do, okay. and, and I had a similar Why thing. Why a kid would listen to this? <laughs> I do, and, and listening to it, I was like, no, I 100% understand why someone younger could listen to this and be projecting like, oh, this is like, because it, it has all the trappings of like, cool, it's because yeah. it's like it's very. He does have a ponytail. Yeah, and it's but it's like it's like varied, and some of the riffs are riffy, and some of the yeah. songs are like emotional songs, yeah. and you're kind of like I, I can totally understand a kid. And I, I like that. I liked the, the back, Eagles a lot, so yeah. I was kind of bent towards into the, the back half of this album too. There's some it plays with some sort of new wavey, yeah. not new wave elements of, of songwriting necessarily but a couple of those sounds those really synthy sounds yeah. that are kind of like oingo boingo-y yeah. pops and <laughs> bullshit like that and yeah. it's all set against definitely the eagles worst songs yeah but uh but I, yeah, yeah. Uh, i can understand why I a kid would mean. listen to it and think that this is like oh this is mature this is yeah. cool this is like it, the grown-up stuff and also there's some uh elements of storytelling in it like i yeah. always thought in a new york minute was about for some reason, I just always thought it was about you know people falling in love and getting a little crazy and yeah you can lose each other but then you find each other but no it's about murdering a dude on Wall Street <laughs> no idea and I'm listening I'm like wait he murdered somebody and then he's not gonna go back to Wall Street in a new minute I know that song more from Casey's version of it <laughs> and listening to it that's all I could think of it was that's all yeah. you need to know. Yeah, and he's got some reggae in there for you too, getting yeah. all cultural with you. I, I don't know that it's reggae. <laughs> it has some reggae the, upstroke. Going. Sure, yeah. the, the music is definitely reggae, but then he just sings a Eagles country song. Yeah, yeah sure. I, I d- gotta say, this album was at least for for me um, and my listening experience. It was. The kind of terrible that was at least like kind of interesting and kind of funny and weird and like Excellent. oh what was going on back then yeah. Yeah. because it was it was it was 
listenable to some extent. Like right. about halfway through, every time I listened to it, I was like, okay, now I'm ready to be done. But for the <laughs> most part, when I would put this on, I'd be like, fuck, man, the 80s is what the shit, man. Yeah, this you is, and this I mean? is yeah. back end 80s. So yeah, it's that like music that 80s. has no life anywhere else. You just, yeah. It has no staying power. It's yeah. not aged well at all. No, no. And it, ha- it has, there, there's nothing other than, than a bunch of sort of like production tricks. That's yeah. all this music was. Yeah. And, and it's like a lame blues riff. Uh, but again, really high end, super trebly, mm-hmm. um, because everyone's on coke and everything. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing. There's nothing to this music whatsoever. Yeah. There's no core of this music, and yet at the same time, again, there's songs like I can't entirely judge this as being good or bad because songs like "The Last Worthless Evening" or "The Heart of the Matter" mm-hmm. are, are. I loved those songs when I was a child. Well, sure. Who didn't? Those because like <laughs> it, it, those I love songs just... about adult divorce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as, as opposed to the songs about child divorce yeah, that yeah. you were the, above it. Yeah, point. yeah. Um, yeah, like it was just like, oh well, this is a song. I have no, um, you know, critical ear or anything. So this is a song that exists. Yeah. So I accept it as such. Yeah. Uh, so I and I, when I hear those now, I'm just like, yeah, I still have that feeling. That's yeah, still what sure. I feel. And yeah. and listening to this again made me feel like, oh man, nostalgic for yeah. being in my mom's no, car. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. But it's totally my back of my parents' car. Yeah, we all like yeah. this record or yeah. something. And a couple of those songs, I mean, go. I play, I, li- I did listen to a bit of this. And like uh, heart of the matter, I was like, "Fuck, I know a lot of the words to this." Song. Even, <laughs> if, even if you don't love me, uh, yeah, really nice, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Good. no, not good. I'm glad. Uh, yeah, uh, this was. Uh, it was I, fun. It was fun. I will yeah. be returning to this well. Okay, good. Uh, I like that because I had the again. same kind of thing. For some reason. One of my parents had a Michael Bolton album, oh, and man. somehow that ended up into like my tape player when I was sure. really young. That's where a lot of like, these. I listen to this now, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> my 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 mom won a, a Bruce Hornsby in the Range cassette, yeah. yes. and and so it was like, uh, well, I, I listen to music, and this is music that's in my house. Yeah. So uh-huh. I'll be the Bruce Hornsby guy. Yeah. yeah, and I was. I listened to the Mandolin Ray. Um, Very nice. What uh, what are you going to give us this week? Well, you know, I was right about to give you another adult contemporary album from my childhood, like really about to, uh, and I just like literally about forty five seconds ago changed my mind. Okay, oh no, um, because I haven't tossed out one that's an album I love in a long time. So I want to do that, and I feel like it's an album that Casey's had some experience with, but maybe not like an in-depth one, and Dan Gorman, I have no idea okay. if you have at all ever, but I feel like a lot of people maybe nowadays, if you're looking for something to get into, it'd be a good suggestion. Um, a fun album to, to, to maybe throw some appreciation towards, because I don't know that it is remembered very well. Okay. And it's been playing a lot around the house. I kind of learned that uh, you need a, a good tempo for uh, keeping your crying baby at bay. Yeah. And uh, I've found that most of the stuff that really works for like the thing that you can just listen to over and over and keep rocking her and just like, she's okay, that's all right. Having music in the background is very good. And for some reason, a lot of uh, 80s, new wave, and mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that really works. It's got this nice mid-tempo, upbeat yeah. thing, but it's not too fast. It never gets too slow. Um, so what, it's something that's been playing in my house like fucking crazy for my daughter has been the Pretenders. Okay. Uh, I'm a huge, huge, huge Pretenders fan. Chrissy Hind is the shit. So I want to uh, put out her the very first Pretenders okay. album. I've heard this a bunch. Yeah. yeah. I love this album, and uh, I want to talk about it next week. Cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Sweet. Mm-hmm. The Pretenders, here we come. Fucking A. Nice. 
Uh, I'm excited. Fucking a nice. Yeah, yeah. real nice. I, I yeah, I'm excited. I yeah. I, ha- I have some experience with this album. I don't. I haven't listened to it a ton, but yep. I have spun it on a number of occasions. Fucking a. Yeah. yeah. I know. I know the the requisite songs from it. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. yeah great. We'll okay. Cool. Good. Sweet. Uh, now we're gonna roll. That's right. So this week uh, we've got a new Malik. That's right. A new Malik film is coming out. Malik. I want a new Malik. I want to work. Uh, One that don't talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> One that looks nice. <laughs> Got some good cinematography. One that don't make me go, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One that makes sense. Um, Night of Cups. Night of Cups. Yeah. yeah. So Christian I've Bale. seen some divisive stuff about this. Sure. It's all Malik. All Malik. Um, I actually still have yet to see uh, Tree of Life. Oh, so it's oh, lovely. Uh, I, if I win the role, I'll be diving into this one without having seen that yeah. film. Seen Badlands? Oh, Badlands, one yeah. of my favorite. Yeah. yeah, I think that's Love the only that one that's not divisive. Like, yeah, that's a everyone's just like this. Oh, that's cool. I think people Boom. like Thin Red Line. Fucking brilliant! I I, I like quite like Thin I've Red Line. I've actually never seen Thin Red Line. Oh, oh man, man, it's really good. Yeah, but Nick, I have Nick seen Badlands. I think so maybe Badlands is the only Malik I've seen. Really? Yeah. Oh, get into it. But I love that movie. Get into it. Yeah. So we're gonna roll Snap for that. Do him, Terrence Malick. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Existential. Very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the loser film. Yes. Uh, we've got a comedy coming out. It's been a while since. I guess it hasn't been that long, but uh, it, we, we don't do the bad comedies that often nope. because comedy is one of those things. It's easy to say, "Oh, this drama is getting awful reviews. It's probably going to be a good pick," or "This looks yeah. outrageously bad." This yeah. Maya movie or something. But comedy is 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 a little bit more subjective in the sense that I I feel like sometimes it's harder to to gauge. Like, is that it's true? You know, unless it's an, a Sandler film. Yeah. You know, if it has anybody that you're interested in, it's harder to say like this is going to be terrible. Yeah. yeah. But um, there's almost nothing worse than sitting through than a no, comedy that's not working. Hundred percent. Especially a comedy that. Uh, that misunderstands its tone. Yeah. That, that, oh, that is yeah. tonally. Oh uh, boy, it's so uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. So this mm. movie is the Bronze. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Middleditch is in this, and I was kind of like, oh, he's so funny. He's so funny. I want, and then, but then the reviews have been coming out, uh, and I've Bad, heard really nothing. Poor. I've heard nothing but that that this movie does what Casey said about the tone. And when it doesn't know what to do, it just doubles and triples down on crudeness. Yeah. Mm. So. This I've 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 read of stone faced screenings of just people yeah. being nope <laughs> you missed it completely <laughs> so this looks like it'll be pretty unfortunate yeah um so maybe the person that has to go see it will find something they like maybe they maybe won't. they won't yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. all right Casey roll for the bronze versus Night of uh, Cups uh-huh. Night of Cups that's a three uh-huh. Jesus all right I am rolling that's a four. <laughs> roll a five. You will roll a two or a one. <laughs> That's a zero. Wow. Wow. Greg is on a streak. What Jeez. the heck? Holy shit. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what will we have to cook next year? Jesus. Yeah. Greg is... I didn't lose for the first two months. Yeah. Yeah. Of this year, so... Greg is going to see the bronze. Yeah. Case and I will weigh in on the new Malik. I need a new Malik. <laughs> um, and that's going to be it. Uh, but now we're going to have to get out of film related into straight flesh. 
<laughs> Street toilet sound. Yeah. Straight yeah. flush, homie. Yeah. So uh, continuing to watch Fuller House, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, this is episode three. Yeah. And take Funner House, the name of this episode. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> okay, now now that I think back to the watching the episode, I'm, I don't really get it. Did you write? Oh out? no, no yeah, way! Yeah, that yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you get uh, some notes, Casey? You making notes? Uh, there? Just a couple of things that uh-huh. I wanted to remember. Okay. I just, I, I, <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Like I just don't know what else there is to say about, about how, how horrible this bad pile this of shit is. show is. There's a lot about this episode that if you go back and listen to what we said about the first two episodes, yeah. Very much applies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, now I realize, though, part of the game of watching these episodes is which Bachelor is going to walk through the door. Yeah. yeah. And I, then I'm like, which one do I want the most? Because yeah. I'm like, now, because, okay, so no, uh, I don't think we have to worry about spoilers or anything like that. It's uh, Dave Coulier. Does, is he Uncle Joey? True. Joey? Yeah. He comes through the door, and I was like, <laughs> oh, see, now I had the opposite. I oh. was like, oh, man, how, uh, like, you know, Dave Collier comes yeah. in, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to enjoy hating this. Yeah, I guess so. But I guess Same I way, realized, yeah. I, I'm starting, I, I I will learn which one of them I hate, hate the most. I'm pretty sure it's Coulier. Uh Saget is abysmal in this. I mean, he is what he is, where he can be funny. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, he's got there's, the. There's the off chance every once in right. a while that he'll say something just outrageous enough, right? That where you're just kind of like. Which typically, he tries too hard good. to sw- and swears too much and yeah. like tries so uh, grossly to be gross. Yeah, uh, it's really uncomfortable. But with his nicety thing that he this Danny Tanner character is just fucking disgusting. It's gross, but it's also so benign yeah. that it's that, that it's just kind of like whatever, this yeah. could just wash over me. So where uh, where Dave Coulier's like uh, puppetry and, Yeah, now and, was the puppet part of the old show is that yeah. a thing? Oh yeah, that was yeah? like like a big thing of his. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, why? I don't know. Uh cuz it's hilarious. Yeah, really so funny. funny. Very very funny puppet. Yeah. yeah, woodchuck is he a woodchuck? Yeah, because he because he says a, wood. Any, yeah. Anytime anyone says wood, he goes, "I got a boner." <laughs> 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 family show. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they need him to come babysit because it's girls' night out. Yeah. Because uh, Gibbler and uh, I don't know how <laughs> Gibbler and Flibbler or whatever other. <laughs> yeah. Gives a fuck with their name. Yeah, they are gonna go to a club. Yeah. Oh man, this <laughs> I forgot about this this week, and I t- literally just watched it before you guys came over. Um, and they got to go to a club, and uh, he's gonna he's gonna <laughs> it's, it's gonna a, babysit. It's, yes, it's just uh, it's amazing from a writing standpoint. This show uh, is amazing because. It's not okay. So the the a plot, <laughs> which is that they're having a girls' yeah, night out, right. go to a club that has. S- beats sort of it has some beats yeah. sort of yeah whereas the b plot and there's just an a and a b plot the b plot is, is that, that Uncle he's Joey there yeah. is ju- he just shows up <laughs> and he's got a bunch of like n- there's no escalation or anything no. it's just scenes no. of a grown man running around trying to earn a paycheck by shooting kids with um with like slime and, yeah. and like silly yeah. string and stuff like that. Yeah. There's no there's no writing to it or anything. No. It's not it's not a plot. It's just like and then Uncle Joey shows up and everybody shoots each other with uh, with crazy guns uh, and then that 
there's there's no resolve to yeah. that because yeah. there need be no resolve to yeah. it because it's not an actual plot. Or I know. I said in the, about the first episode that it was the thirstiest thing I've ever seen because it was all just here's our jokes. Look at the camera. Don't you yeah. love these yep. jokes? Yeah. And and I want to say that there's like a juxtaposition going on of super thirsty and just like fuck it, who cares? Because you're right. Like it's so lazy. Nothing. Yes. It is so lazy. But then at the same time, they try to do things like in that last episode um, with the chicken. And like the here's like our bit for this scene. Like they yeah. do these like, oh, we came up with a bit, but but then like it doesn't go anywhere. But we kind of tried, but eh. yeah, like it's and it's like and there's a not like a but we we didn't have like a real C plot and like case okay, so there's no es- escalation to anything and it doesn't matter if a lesson is learned or it's wrapped up properly. It's just like ah we 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 edited something together. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah like and, we had a bunch of footage of things that feel like. Uh, an yeah. innocuous episode of Full House, yeah, um, and good enough. That's what because like that's what people want. People don't want a well thought out sitcom or, or like uh, uh, a perfectly plotted thing. They just no. want to sit there for a half an hour and go, "Oh, remember, remember that guy? Remember that guy? Those kids are cute. Yeah. These kids are not cute. No, no, these kids are terrible." <laughs> Um, but I remember thinking that about uh, the old Full House too, and it was just like, so like in twenty years, are we gonna have to watch these kids be adults? Yeah. In a... Yeah. Anyway, I do Fingers feel crossed. like yes. it's one Jeff of those. Franklin's just a head in a jar. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do feel like it's one of those things where they are playing off of the expectations of nostalgia that, like, like when we talk, we would always we've said it a million times on the show, like movies that try and be like the eighties and they go over yeah. the top and they're yeah. not actually like that. And I do no. feel like. I haven't seen enough, I guess, of the real Full House recently, but I do feel like they had, like, and the lesson is, and, and yeah. like, the B-plot yes. is, and, yes. like, yeah. you got to wrap well, this up, and I feel like they're doing that here, where they're providing, like, an air of nostalgia, and remember this, but without actually doing there, there's none of the, the story proper part. sitcom thing. No. Yeah. And it's just sort God. of like a weird spritz. That's a really of... good point. <laughs> because they don't, because they don't need to. Yeah. No, there's nothing left, because these, these kids are doing all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty uh, much. You're just watching, you know, uninteresting people do yeah. uninteresting things. I will say, once they get to the club, now again, the A plot is that they're going to a club. They go to a club. Yeah, right. they meet a couple of um, uh, greasy idiots. Yeah, who mug for the camera for they're, a while. Uh, they're from uh, Dancing with the Stars. Okay. Are they stars or no? They're the dancers. The dance with okay. the stars. They're oh, the professional yeah. dancers, but they're on like every episode. Yeah. Because they're always there. I did not know that. Nope. I, now that I do, <laughs> I still do not yeah. care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're there to, to dance, and, and they mug yeah. as as best as they can. Right. Not, neither one of them has much charisma. No. Um, and then we get... Oh, oh, and uh, uh, so then we meet... Kimmy, Kimmy Gobbler has a... Gobbler. Uh, <laughs> Kimmy Gibbler has a, uh, an ex-husband right. who is uh, Spanish. Yeah. And uh, his joke or his uh, his accent is a punchline here. Right. Uh, he's really pushing it up to fucking eleven. Yeah. With his uh, accent, and there are literal. He'll just say a line, not a laugh line, not a punchline. Yeah. He'll just say a line, but because he says it in his funny, funny mm-hmm. accent, yeah, the laugh track goes off. Right. Yeah. It's uh, insulting. Mm-hmm. Then we get to the uh, the guest spot. Yeah, we got some Macy Gray. Yeah. Macy Gray shows up. What? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. And what is up with Macy Gray? Oh, she's uh, uh, yeah. Was she drunk? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I know she had some 
drunk problems before. Oh, she was she she was at least drunk on set here uh. because there's a joke where uh, she she's on stage and they have her sing a, a song from her new hit album. Yeah, yeah. Which everybody cares. Oh, about. when she's hiding her mouth to, for the lip sync too is funny because oh, she doesn't yeah. know how to do it. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and then there's a there's a gag where she has to, somebody brings her a little piece of paper and she's like, right. oh, and somebody with a '76 Cadillac out in the um, in the the parking lot, it's getting towed or something like that. And her delivery of the line, she goes, oh, "Wait, is it pink?" <laughs> <sighs> oh, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, did you just try not to throw up, <laughs> Maisie Gray? Yeah, man, uh, oh, a lot um, of fun. Yeah, yeah. And, How, then, and then one of her punchlines is, "What am I doing here? I've got a Grammy." And I was like, "Hey, you a Grammy? <laughs> no, you don't. You fucking liar." There's one joke that I would like to have explained though, because they're talking about wanting to beat somebody up. Yeah. And they go, "Hey, Macy, will you beat this guy up or something?" And she goes, "Yeah, I'll give him heaven and hell." Right. With her things, with her fists like but, this, yeah. and I'm like, "Is she gonna jerk him off with one hand and then punch him with the other?" <laughs> Is that what that means? Is one fist just like really soft, and one's like uh, real hurts? I'm really pretty hurts. sure it's a, it's, it's a jerk and punch situation. How, how does the that plot resolve itself again? Because I watched. Which it one? like last like what? The, the club. Oh, well, at the club, there's a classic. Uh, there's a dance, dance off. off yeah, they, they okay. got to do a yeah, dirty yeah, yeah, dancing. Yeah. Remember? Then, yeah, yeah. And so it's it's Kimmy because Gibbler I just against... I feel like I feel like the old show there would have been something there like like oh we lost our keys and somebody stole our car and like we and now we have to go now we have to go find yeah. them and like mm. yeah we don't want to tell someone because we'll be or we got caught we'll up stayed trouble. out too late and now yeah. you know we got to be better parents here or something exactly nope they just went yeah, home like and got we green tr- slime we, dumped we on them we stayed too long and they we basically showed home. up yeah. for the end of the episode to pull a uh, you can't do that on television yeah, yeah. like yeah. they could have showed they could have like gotten tied up in some madcap thing where they lost the keys and it was like in someone's coat and they had to find that chase that person yeah. around all night and then when they get home uncle what's his name is like he's put the kids to bed and he's stayed up real late to like yeah. greet them and he's like arms folded you know you yeah. guys really need well, to like got some I know like you yeah like you guys you know you had some fun when you were younger but like you got to step up you got your parents now you what know like real lesson here and instead you wanted Uncle instead, Joey to bring the hammer down. Yeah, yeah, but instead they come home to a completely uh, lost effort on a message of trying to get kids to not play with uh, their phones and electronics. Yeah, yeah. If you take those away, they will destroy your fucking house. Yeah, like, like literally, it's like, uh, hey, I, I managed to get their fucking devices. I also gave them guns filled with slime, so all of their clothes are ruined. ruined. The clothes that you bought them, and yeah. uh, you're a single mother, yeah. and you're trying to make it work. I, so. I assume that's not good for you. Your hardwood floor either that yeah time. yeah i <laughs> fucked up uh, your whole house but uh your kids don't have their ipads anymore <laughs> yeah so you're welcome yeah see ya where's my puppet yeah <laughs> yeah fuck that show there you go yeah, it's pretty good I I really fuck it. unbelievable show. you hit the nail on the head though there dan gorman that is that it's it's totally the old show lacking any kind of yeah moral fiber yeah or a lesson to be learned yeah or a plot or plots yeah like, like they had Sweet plot. Jesus. i feel like they at least I, some episodes yeah. had a like the lesson now we've got to get i assume uh saget walking through the door in this next one because mm-hmm. we just yeah, had a uh, cycle through yeah well i, I assume one at a time because we got uh, well, that's yeah that's uncle jesse the... now joey and so yeah. fuck me 
Maybe there'll be episodes <laughs> without it. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Then we'll get all three of them. How eventually. many of these do we have to fucking watch? There's I don't know, ten or twelve. Uh, yeah, thirteen, I think. Oh, yeah. great. Baker's does. Tune in next week for Straight Flush. Gagloosh. 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 Keep keep going. (laughs) Where am I? Uh, Man, that's it for this week. Yep. Uh, We will be back next week with those reviews. We will uh, (sighs) have that album to listen to and another episode of Full House to talk about. Uh, For now, you can find us on facebook.com slash S-Y-N-W-P-C, twitter.com slash S-Y-N-W-P-C. Go to modernsuperior.com. Listen to all those shows up there. Uh, please rate and review us on iTunes. We it's been a long time since we had one of those. It would be great if some people listening would do that. Yeah, come on. Email us info at modernsuperior.com, All of your thoughts and feelings and hopes and dreams. You can tell all of your friends about us on on mainly uh, your hopes and dreams. I don't yeah. know what those are. Yeah, yeah. And don't forget youtubecom slash <laughs> Got yeah. stuff okay. up there. Uh, until next time, the extra F stands for. Eat shit, Maggie. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Internet. This has been a presentation of the Modern Superior Media Network. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.